Mamma mia, it's a me, Shanio, and my friends, John E.G. I got nothing. Colin Kong. Colin Kong, yeah. Mauser? (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. You you gotta be on your toes on this podcast. Uh, This podcast being Top 10 Thursdays. For the week of August 10th? <laughs> Time yeah. is difficult. No, it's August 9th. Today, when we're recording this. No. Right? It's actually the 8th today. No, Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> I like how when we do sound check, everyone like, whispers into the mic, and then everyone starts screaming at the beginning of the podcast. I like to bring the energy. Can't you tell by my voice? I know. Bring the energy when I'm How testing energetic levels. I am. It's hard to get excited about levels. Unless you're talking about that uh, techno-y song. Unless you're talking about video popular. game levels. Yeah, I thought you were going to make a perfect uh, segue there. You didn't even... You no. Didn't. I decided to go in another direction. <laughs> what, what are we talking about today, Sean? I think we're talking about uh, Nintendo 64 games. The N64. The famous logo of the spinning N... Remember? It was 3D. It was like the so system. 3D. Totally 3D. Which you remember if you're about our age. Yeah. What do you remember about getting an N64 show? Well, uh, we decided it was something we had to buy, <laughs> my brother and I. Kevin? Uh, af- yes, Kevin. After we played it at my cousin's house numerous times, and probably a friend's house. Uh, were, you ju- were you just stuck it with the SNES at that point? Yeah, we just had a Super Nintendo. Uh, you guys all had PlayStation, so I, I had to bring something into this uh, bring something new gaming to the alliance. Table. Yeah, yeah. You're lacking. Uh, now, you're, now you're overcompensating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. John's catching up. John, hmm? you have all the same systems I have in your house. Yeah. Plus a Virtual Boy. <laughs> and a Game Gear. Uh, but Check and make. So Kevin and I decided to save up the money to buy a Nintendo 64. And uh, w- what pushed me over the top was selling my Pokemon cards, uh, including my rare holographic Char- Charizard card. <sighs> How much did you get for it? I don't remember, but I immediately turned it around and bought more Pokemon cards. <laughs> so uh, it took a few more weeks to get the N64. <laughs> <laughs> was this like a diversion from the plan? Was Kevin mad at you? Oh, everyone was mad. They're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, but it's brand new. It was when they had just come out with the Pokemon cards for like the second game, like the whole new breeds of Pokemon never seen before. And I hadn't seen them before. It was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Wait, you mean like games that we never played? Well, I played all the Pokemon games. Well, I know that, but like this at this point, Pokemon cards weren't popular at all. I think they were. I mean, that second Pokemon came came out pretty quick. Which which one? I don't gold, gold and silver. No. By that time, no. by that time cards were not cool. 
But anyways, uh-huh. you, you did get an N64 eventually. We did get an N64. I believe it, we had to wait till Kevin's birthday, and then Mom and Dad helped us out buying it. <laughs> Sean had wasted all the money. Got one. I didn't get one until, like, 98, maybe, or maybe even 9, because I remember asking for one for the first Christmas they were coming out, and my parents were like, oh, Santa can't, like, afford one, <laughs> or, like, he can't build one. It's like, oh, so Santa can buy it for all the other kids, but not me. Like, because I guess I still believed in Santa at that point. I was like, that's bullshit. That was the last. That was the last Christmas <laughs> you, that I Santa. believed in Santa because he didn't give me eight sixty four. I gave up my faith. Well, that's harsh. I'm sorry, but I got one it. eventually. And All good right. times were had. And you guys didn't. You other two. Nah, PlayStation man. Yeah, that's what it was all about. Fanboys. I feel like I got a PlayStation because everyone else I knew had N sixty fours. Maybe. I feel like I was playing Tony Hawk on your PlayStation. Before I got an N64, and then I bought Tony Hawk for my N64. Probably. You were like the and it one. sucked. You were like a diehard die SNES guy, though. God, it was just you were the playing best. it deep into well, the, the late thing, 90s. God, the N64 and the PlayStation came out, and Super Nintendo cartridges started costing nothing. Yeah. It was awesome. That's how you amassed your impressive quotation marks collection. <laughs> I was just raiding blockbusters. And the occasional games. Funko Land. Funko Land. Funko Land. <laughs> That's where I bought my PlayStation. Funko Land. Funko Land. Does that yeah. still exist? No, it it's GameStop, GameStop now. Oh. Just oh. like EB Games is GameStop now, too. Interesting. I didn't know that. Funko Land. Well, you learned things. Disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, and I was just... It was fun to transition from uh, you know two-dimensional to three-dimensional. I really enjoyed seeing all those degrees of graphics, especially with this first game on the list. 1080 snowboarding which was I think the first good snowboarding video game I ever played uh, like many N64 games I played it for the first few times at a cousin's house as did I my cousin had it older, feel like, co- older cousin uh, no younger cousin younger cousin mm-hmm. mm. that surprises me okay <laughs> this is uh, uh, I believe Nintendo uh, produced this they might have even made it themselves the problem, I think, with 1080 snowboarding is uh, it did snowboarding right first. Uh, it was really fun, you know, to go down the hill. They had the half pipe, half pipe mode, which is fun. You could do tricks. Uh, it snowed. I remember being really blown away by like seeing the like the trail in, in the snow behind you as you went down the hill. But then SSX came out and took uh, snowboarding into sort of you know surreal ridiculous level and that kind of has diminished my love for 1080 over time I don't even when we go back to the N64 every once in a while I've, I've never even like oh yeah I gotta play 1080 <laughs> do you feel like that Nancy? Um, I guess my impression of 1080 was I really liked the half pipe mode because that's all I cared about I did not care about racing I never have in any snowboard game at all like I don't care about racing it's just not entertaining to me. I don't really like racing games, period. But, um, I just played the half-pipe mode, which was basically like a demo kind of, like, there was nothing of substance there. It was just going down a half-pipe doing tricks that were really hard to do. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. But, uh, so I never really actually played the game other than the half-pipe mode, so. Yeah, I think this is a game that was really cool at the time, but probably just hasn't aged that well. Yeah, I mean, I remember the snow graphics seemed really impressive at the time, but 
N64 graphics just age so poorly. It's so much easier to go back to NES or Super Nintendo than it is to go back to Nintendo 64. Why is that? Because it's a whole different ball game, really. Because yeah. it's 2D. It's a completely different kind of thing. They're not trying to do what we have nowadays except way worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're kind of just doing their own thing that was of a different era. It's kind of like uh, if you go super deep back into 2D, like a, like Atari games, then it's so primitive it, it kind of it kind of is a little harder to get into it because that relies so much on your imagination. Uh, Like with NES and Super Nintendo, (laughs) you you can actually tell what they were going for. I have to pretend this block is a human being. Yeah. I have to pretend this fat block with a tiny block on top of it is E.T., the extraterrestrial. (laughs) I have to pretend that I'm having fun. (laughs) Now that's impossible. (laughs) I don't know if you got a really good imagination. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I don't think 1080 is on the list. Yeah, I played it once. Oh yeah, at the orthodontist office, they had this N64 hooked up to this little TV, and they always had Bugs Life playing in the background. <laughs> and I played 1080 for like five minutes, maybe, and then the orthodontist was like, "Oh, Colin, you want to come here?" Uh-huh. You should been like, so no. it's just in the waiting room. <laughs> yeah, you play while they were putting your braces on or something. No. That- that sounds like a disaster. Waiting. Probably they don't have video games in in waiting rooms now. I remember I played a Virtual Boy in a waiting room one time. Really? At like, <laughs> I was at like a friend's doctor's. It wasn't that an eye doctor, was it? Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> it wasn't like my doctor's appointment. I was like with a friend or something. <laughs> a friend's doctor appointment. Why would they bring you to that? I don't know. We were like, it was just like quick. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know the answer. You get dragged to weird things when you're a little kid. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> hey, hold on. I got to go see the doctor. He'll <laughs> <laughs> just take a quick maybe, second. My, maybe my like parents like were out of town or something. I can't yeah. remember. All right. <laughs> How uh, about yeah. this? Now, stay with me. It's a bear in pants with a backpack with an ostrich. What kind of bird is he? an ostrich? Ostriches can't fly. Why would he need a... I don't know. I can't... What the hell kind of bird is he? He was, uh, was he a red bird. Oh, yes. Red a re- bird. A red bird. Uh, <laughs> a cardinal, maybe? <laughs> no, cardinals big. are hella small. I thought he was an ostrich that could fly just because... Well, I mean, it's a fantasy he's game. He's got bear mass, which... <laughs> Gives him the propulsion he needs. I'm talking about Banjo Kazooie, the uh, the rare platformer, probably the best of the rare platformers of the N64 era. Yeah, <laughs> we can't back you up on yeah. that. Trip. Well, we're going to talk about a <laughs> bunch of them. We've never played this game. Played it at Remy's house. Maybe I just watched Remy, our yeah. uh, professional opera singer friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Kazooie's a Briegel. A what? A breagle. It's a fictional bird. Uh, there's, I'm breagle, looking at a, so I'm, it's a hybrid of a brisket yeah. and an eagle. <laughs> Checkmate. That's it. Look at this picture of Al Pacino using one as a gun. It's, look, it's really bad. I can't find that anywhere. Say hello to my breagle friend. <laughs> good, good job. I've never played this game, so this will be So if you take something like... Uh, like Super Mario 64 that was fun because it was you know you got this castle and you jump into the paintings and you have goals 
Uh, Banjo Kazooie is the first game I can think of that, I mean, first platformer like this that had just a really cool giant overworld where you you did all your missions just out there. You weren't hopping into teleportals. Um, and of course, being a rare platformer, it was full of like seven thousand different kinds of collectibles, and you know, there's a two million of each of those things, and. Uh, it, it, the controls were, you know, like they were in Donkey Kong 64 or or, or Mario or or Conquer, but even a little tighter, a little a little more responsive, a little better. Uh, it was just everything you're looking for in a in a platformer back the back in those days at least. Uh, it's kind of sad. This platformer is not really a genre anymore. <laughs> Every once in a while you get something. It's not as popular. I mean. Used to be the genre in gaming. Now it's what, what's a recent platformer that was popular? Well, I mean, the Jack and Daxter series was popular on on the PS2 era, and uh, the Ratchet and Clank series is still going. Uh, I think they're still pretty popular. They they got like really good those games. I don't know if you guys ever played a Ratchet <laughs> and Clank. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> not enough guns. Yeah, people need guns. Realistic violence. <laughs> no, this car. Okay, you cannot bullshit. say Ratchet and Clank does not have enough guns. That game has more <laughs> guns than any other game I can think of. Obviously, I don't know anything about it. So. Uh, but yeah, Banjo Kazooie, a hell of a game. The problem with it being on this list is none of us owned it ever. Mm-hmm. We just played it at other people's houses. Remy, specifically Remy. Literally, like ninety percent of my N sixty four experiences happened at Remy's house. Not your cousins? That was like I played 1080 and Tarzan there or something. Tarzan? That's not on this list. <laughs> it should be. It's pretty good. <laughs> so should we just move on then? Okay. Because <laughs> we got nothing more to say about Manager Kazooie. At least I got nothing to say about Manager Kazooie. I got probably even less to say so about is it our not, next game. Is it not on the list? No, it's not on the list. Well, I thought it was really good. It is really good. But, yeah, but what you didn't techni- say anything about it. Technicalities. <laughs> I don't know. It was a fun platformer. It is a fun platformer, and I think if you were doing a completely unbiased list of N sixty four games, not personal taste at all, just like trying to be, you know, like like the sight and sound poll of the best movies, but this is like for N sixty four video games. I think Banjo Kazooie would would probably be on that list, but since it's just us four, that's not what we do. Okay. We don't try to create the best list. We try to create most honest. honest. Or, yeah, I guess. We're searching for honesty in a world of lies. Was uh, Banjo Tooie any good? I never played it. I always assumed it was at least the same. As, I, how, <laughs> at least. They wouldn't make it worse. <laughs> Why not? Because Rare didn't start making bad games till Microsoft bought them. <laughs> Unless you guys are really big fans of Banjo Nuts and Bolts. Actually, so, that game's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean Banjo and Kazooie can never be in a Smash Brothers game because Microsoft? I mean, you never know, but I wouldn't. That's They're gonna have to do their own on. Xbox themed game, like with Master Chief, where they all fight. So there's that PlayStation like All Stars game coming out with all the PlayStation characters, but they don't have a very good depth of characters. So Microsoft it looks has pretty a stupid. sweet depth. They got Blinks the Time Cat. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this uh, joke poster that was like, if Microsoft did uh, like. Xbox All Stars, and it just had like, like eight characters, and they're all Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be Pink Master Chief. 
Uh, how about Conqueror's Bad Fur Day? Another game I didn't really play on the N64 because when that cartridge came out, it was it was like was ni- deep 99, 2000. PS2 era. I don't know if GameCube would come out, but people were pretty done with the N64 yeah. at that point. I feel like it was like the last hurrah of the N64. And the problem was games had moved to discs and cartridges had been really expensive for a while. And I feel like, to me, I, I, this is no basis in, in any fact. This is just the way I felt at the time. <laughs> I felt like Conker's like, represented the epitome of cartridges costing way too much goddamn money. I feel like Conker came out and it was like $90. <laughs> and that was in 2000s money. So, it's probably what? A thousand today. <laughs> it's probably like sixty bucks. How did you play this game? They re-released it on Nintendo on uh, Xbox. Oh yeah. And uh, I bought it on Xbox. It had Xbox Live multiplayer, which I never touched. Uh, but I did play through the game, and I enjoyed it. Although I enjoyed it less than I would have if I had played on N64, because the humor in the game is really immature. <laughs> And it's also, like, really referential to pop culture. It was, like, hella Matrix jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And so that stuff didn't age well uh, because I got it on Xbox. You know, it was probably, like, 2004. Mm. I didn't even get it on Xbox when it was new. I got it. That was, like, a a buy two, get one free at GameStop years later. I was watching some clips, and I saw there's this giant poop monster you fight. There is a giant poop monster. And he sings, like, opera. And that was funny, but there's other stuff that wasn't as funny. But I was amazed that it was so crude because it's hard to think of that kind of game on N64. Yeah, on like who Nintendo who got console. that game? I don't know. Grown ass men. They're dropping F bombs and stuff and saying mm-hmm. shit. He's getting totally sloshed. And I thought that was so funny because I was reading about Conker and he's in Diddy Kong Racing because they started him out, they're like, oh we're gonna launch this new character who's gonna have his own franchise of games. He had that, he was in Diddy Kong and he, I think he had a Game Boy game. And they start working on his N64 game, and then for some reason, at some point, they take it in this totally different direction. Like, let's put a bunch of swears in it and Matrix references. I mean, sw- I, f- I feel like even at that point, swearing was pretty rare for video games. Well, Dialogue all the Fs are kind of, they are still rare. like semi bleep, but they definitely say shit, so that was a big deal. That's it. Because I don't remember deal. hearing swearing in games till maybe Grand Theft Auto 3. I mean, even then, not much, probably. Mm-hmm. Um,. I always wanted to play Conquer. Like, I always saw it at the video store, but I was too afraid. Well, it's not like my dad wouldn't have let me get it. I was just like, oh, this is not for me. just felt uncomfortable. <laughs> I just felt uncomfortable with the situation. I want to do this game with this squirrel that swears Matrix. It's kind of like... <laughs> it's kind of like Ted, the movie that came out this summer. And he's like this adorable little guy. But he's just, he's just the worst. Where's that video game? Don't give people ideas, John. <laughs> Sounds awful. Awfully great. It's cool. He has guns and stuff. Guns are always fun. (laughs) Always. But I'm going to assume it's not going to make the list. If you wanted to buy it now, it'd cost uh, $144 on eBay. (laughs) How much for the Xbox version? Brand new. Well, not brand new. (laughs) What, still in shrink wrap? Of course that's going to cost a lot of money. Why would you want that? <laughs> this is this game I will never play. <laughs> <laughs> so you can make I'm trying to money. look up how much it cost like back then, but and then adjust for inflation, of course. I'm sure it was the same as any other game. I, d- I doubt it was ninety dollars. Well, no, it said like it said was it a little the, more. It said on the Wikipedia that it was like it didn't sell that well because it was like more expensive. I than swear it was like eighty or ninety dollars when it came. Really? Because. 
But th- that's why that's besides them just just seeming cooler because I don't think they're better. The reason they switched from cartridges to discs is it costs way more to to bit to put together a cartridge than to just burn an image onto a disc. Shit that thing out. Put it in a DVD box. Shit that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how the manufacturing works. I'm pretty sure. Is that a, a technical <laughs> jargon term? Yeah, I'm sorry for infusing all the jargon into my speech. Hmm. Okay, so it's not gonna make it. Let's move on. Yeah, pretty got, interesting. We got story, a lot of though. games. It's not gonna make it because I played on Xbox, not N64, and John just watched it on YouTube. <laughs> and it's wildly. I watched, mo- I watched most of it. <laughs> and it's wildly inappropriate. It is wildly inappropriate. I don't want to give the children bad ideas. This is a family show. Yeah, you just, can tell which by is why the bombs we drop. There's a hell bomb dropped in the next game in the in the, in the song. Uh, Donkey Kong 64. Another rare platform, three in a row. <laughs> uh, kind of the same thing. A lot of great collectibles. Way too many of them. Like way too many. Donkey Kong 64. They got totally out of hand. It was deep. That that game was deep. It was so deep that you like had to have that like that thing that you plugged into your system. Expansion. The expansion pack. card. Pack. Pack. Expansion pack. You had no, to have the, it. It, it came with it. It can't. No way it was called the expansion pack because I just read it on the, on the really? box. Yeah, yeah, the expansion. They called the expansion the thing you pl- pack? put in the controller. No, that's a memory card. No, you put a it in pack. the actual system. There's a. Little... I don't know what that is. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you pop the cover off and you stuck it in yeah. there and you took. Did you take something out or was it just hollow? I don't know. I didn't have one. Is it the like only it game hollow. that needed that? Well, it, it it was the. I think it was other games could take advantage of it, but yeah. this is the first time it was required. They're just this game was it just, just so required so much processing power. <laughs> yes, really so, expansion pack. Right, let me check. What that's, do you think it was called? Well, I, that sounds right. But the thing is, expansion pack. You know, it's always been what, what you call like we're not going to put out a sequel. We're just going to put out extra levels for a game. It's an expansion pack. It seems weird that they would call that. This was a different era. I feel though. like it was a little bit before that, though. No, before PC gaming. Well, before PC, PC, game PC was, games had expansion packs. No, maybe nineties no. were the. Heyday of expansion packs. Okay, <laughs> you're looking at the wrong game. By the I way, know, I know. I'm looking. <laughs> I thought I was on the page, but okay. It, it, was that because the cartridges held more, maybe more information, or that it needed this this contraption you guys tell me about? I, I'd like, I'd like to think it's processing power. It's okay. some sort of additional RAM or something. Yeah, expansion pack. Uh, anyway, expansion pack included. Just like Mario 64, uh, I did not think Donkey Kong would adjust well to 3D, and I was proven wrong. Uh, They did this crazy thing where they put all the Donkey Kong characters from the Donkey Kong Country games uh, into one title, and, uh, you know, it was another quest. you got to get your bananas back, of course. I mean, what else are you going to make a Donkey Kong game about? He's a monkey. He's, he likes so, his bananas. He's an ape. Um, <laughs> How is it so I, big? Was I, there the levels big? A lot of stages? Like Banjo-Kazooie was like a huge overworld that you were... And there's so much to collect. That was the thing. There was so much to collect, and some of it was specific to a certain character. So you could spend, you know, 20 minutes climbing up a mountain... Only to get to the top and realize, oh shit! I got up here as Lanky Kong. I was supposed to be Diddy Kong. I to gotta, get this. I gotta go jump in the weird trippy barrel thing. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, it was. 
Yeah, go on. They all had different gear and different abilities. Mm-hmm. They all had, like, weapons. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of them except for the peanut poppers that Diddy Kong had because he's got them in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Integral to his backstory now. Yeah. Uh, the girl could, like, do the spinny thing still, I think, right? She could kind of hover. Something like that. Because, you notice in all Nintendo platforms, the girl can hover. Well, I'll take your word on that. Like it's hard Mario to think off the top of my head. <laughs> Did you ever beat this game? No, of course not. It's way too goddamn. <laughs> no much one ever fun. beat it. It's just so long. Mm, yeah, I played it a lot. This yeah. is one I ended up playing quite a bit too. At Matt Handley's house, <laughs> famous geologist, uh, the only one on the planet. <laughs> the only one. You must know him, <laughs> <laughs> or else you must be an idiot. But I think I got to the point where I had all the characters. Yeah, yeah that was a big deal. That you had a, to get all of them. It took a long that was time. pretty much beating it for normal people. I think so. You're, once you got all the characters, you're like, all right, this is enough. I've played this game for far too long. I must move on. To- How do you get that into a game at a friend's house? I don't know. He was just like really into it. We just like switched off playing it all the time. I think there was like maybe a week or two where I like borrowed his N64 for some reason I don't know why and I played it a lot it's weird I remember going over to his house and playing Kirby 64 a lot and of course Smash Brothers yeah maybe you just picked out games certain people yeah cause I, I never played Kirby 64 at his house maybe he's just like Donkey Kong 64 that's your game that's that's the one you get he assigned it to you yeah uh, but I think we got to have at least one of these rare platforms on the list, and uh, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. I think probably Banjo's better. Probably I can believe Banjo's it. funnier. Uh, but Donkey Kong does have the DK rap. We do. It did unleash on the world the <laughs> the brilliance that is the DK rap. It's it's a special thing. Let's uh, keep going. Uh, I think the next one is yet another rare game. <laughs> Uh, kind of the essential N64 rare game, GoldenEye 007. We were just playing this a couple days ago yeah. to revisit that and see how it held up. I think it was, it was, it was still pretty fun, though. There's definitely some aspects that don't hold up, <laughs> like when too many people are fighting in multiplayer mode at the same time, and the game gets all laggy. The frame rate. <laughs> it doesn't respond bizarre. well. I mean, Even with the expansion pack. There's definitely been a lot of shooters, even just a year probably after that game came out, that it like have one upped it, you know, and just are more playable. But I think that one will always have a charm. One because it's James Bond. I don't know about that. I feel like, at least for me, among us, whenever we get together, we play Goldeneye. Even when it was like 2000, 2001, we had PlayStation Two. I don't know. I feel for like time splitters eventually. Eventually, yeah, but we still had like a soft spot for Golden. I don't know. There was something about it that was. It's I mean, it, was just, it was a staple at like every birthday party. You know, I feel like it was the first real four-player first-person shooter. You know, where you On could consoles. play with yeah, where you could play with all your friends. Yeah, and so I mean, that's why it's special to me. I mean, I've played the the first player like. Once on an emulator, <laughs> but I mean, it was just it was. The, I mean, back then, I felt like birthday parties were like that's when we got together and played four player games like that, and that was like the essential. That was the one, yeah, you know. And and uh, Mike, our rocket 
rocket uh, fuel scientist friend. Uh, Not just rocket scientist. <laughs> rocket fuel. Just rocket fuel. Expert on the fuel. God. Um, I should, he was like really good at it, was he? He plays odd job and he he, he duck and jump. Yeah. And odd job's this really small character, so it'd make him really it'd really, really hard to shoot him if I could just be going. <laughs> then if he'd really get in here, you're like, <laughs> and everyone'd be like, "Mike!" He's pissed off. Like, Come on. You would even do times where he would just be like, oh, "No, I don't even need a gun. I'll go as odd job, duck what? down, go around slapping people, then run away, then." Slap another person. See, he was just playing to intentionally piss people off. Yeah. He's trolling. He was he was the originator of trolling. <laughs> <laughs> but even that stuff, I guess, you look back fondly. It's just funny to think that there's so many other games that are real similar that are probably better than it, but it's still I guess there's the nostalgic charm now. And it, it's it was still very playable, I think. It was still it's enjoyable. It's just so frustrating that you it's basically impossible to move and aim at the same yeah. time. <laughs> like I was trying to do that. You get the red little red target, and I was it was all over the place. It was a mess. You just gotta get real. Close it doesn't to help that the N sixty four controller is one of the like worst ideas <laughs> Nintendo's ever had. <laughs> but I still I still felt like it was cool because it had a trigger, and I was like shooting a gun with a trigger. Oh, that maybe was maybe cool. that's it. Maybe that's part of the the subliminal charm. Well, that's what I, I always felt when I was little. I, I never thought of that. When I was little, like, I I like felt like shooting a gun. Yeah, yeah, even though I'm with my left hand. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the thing that always pissed me off is the little yellow weird pad kind of buttons in the right hand corner of the controller. The C buttons. It's like they no. didn't want to just put nothing there. So let's just cram some like four more buttons on there. <laughs> like you never you know, you use those. Use them in ever. some games, but most games they weren't well utilized. I pinned all your asses in uh, WCW a couple nights ago. The wrestling with, game with those. You uh, have to. Those. Yeah, you had to use the yellow buttons to pin. And the weird thing about that game is everyone started. <laughs> everyone started the match. Ding ding ding, and everyone's using the joystick. But the joystick doesn't move you. It just makes you, like, flex and stuff. Yeah. So we all start, and everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only game I've ever played where the actual D-pad you, is where you, yeah. how you move around. I've got bad news for you. There's a bunch of N64 games that are just like that. Mm-hmm. Luckily, think, yeah, go on. I think Deadly Arts was like Deadly that. Deadly Arts, ugh. Great. Fighting terrible, game. Terrible fighting <laughs> game. <laughs> you create your own guy. Yeah fight poorly in a bad fighting <laughs> the game. combat was horrible. But anyways, back to Goldeneye, I feel like the controls there were fine. They're fair. I mean, aside from aiming, I think there's only so much you Does need to do. Does it kind of auto-aim for you, though? Yeah. yeah. A little bit. So just I just don't worry about direction. aiming. I just start shooting. Yeah, that really worked for magnum you. Magnum bullets. Though something about this game when we were replaying it is I forgot how cool it is when somebody dies. Dunna, dunna, the red comes down. Let it, that is it's, so it's awesome. It's more fun when three people die at the same time. You'd think you'd get sick of that. I think I would be sick of that after playing this game for hours and hours. The thing is, it makes you super sick if it's you. It makes you feel awesome if it's, it's not you. I guess. You're getting the kills. You're like, ha, ha, ha. You just get a craving for it. Yeah. <laughs> you want it so bad. Drink that blood. <laughs> can't. Oh, never mind. I'm going to a dark place with that. Uh, but, yeah, it's great, so it'll be on there. It's got to be. Yeah, it'll be hard to imagine it without. Okay. Another rare game. Jet Force Gemini. <laughs> How many in a row is that? That's like five. five. <laughs> 
They were doing good stuff. So uh, Jet Force Gemini was a third-person action game developed by Rare, of course. Uh, following, it's kind of in between uh, one of their platform games and one of their first-person shooter games. It's a third-person shooter, uh, so you're moving around and jumping and shooting targets. Uh, you know, it it's kind of like yeah, if you took like really bad Donkey Kong motion and combined it with uh, like aiming from Goldeneye, and then and that's what you were dealing with. And it was a cool sci-fi story, and it was a cooperative campaign, which was always the best in those days. I think it was only two player, but it was a four player competitive multiplayer. And you fought aliens. And you fought aliens, and it is interesting because it. It had like a really cartoony art style, but you were just like, "I'm blowing your head off," and there's blood everywhere. <laughs> it was it was violent, yeah. Because like, it yeah, because it, it does look kind of cartoony. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's hella violent. Wow. Uh, is co-op like the way to play it too? Because I noticed on the box there's you know, a group of characters, sort of. Well, see, that's the thing. I bought Jet Force Gemini. Like, well after I was done playing the N64, because we were going on a road trip, and it was, like, we had to drive through all of Montana and other places to get somewhere. And so my dad rigged up, like, an old uh, tiny TV VCR combo in the back of our van with a huge battery. And uh, he let us bring the N64 and plug that into that. And he's, and he's like, all right, son, you can buy one more N64 game for this journey. And I chose Jet Force Gemini. We played it a little bit, but then we probably spent most of the trip just playing, like, uh, I don't know, Mario Kart 64, probably. I feel like Rampage you get a 64. Huge, I feel like you get a huge headache playing video games on a TV in a car. <laughs> Never an issue for me. I don't. I also like playing Game Boy. I just remember getting giant. Yeah, I can do that. No problem in a car. I can read books in a car. You're just built differently. (laughs) Built to amuse myself whilst traveling. Is that the last N64 game you ever bought? Uh, yeah. Because when when I got into like going back and buying retro games, I was always fascinated with just getting more Super Nintendo games Mm -hmm. because that's that's my best collection. I got to keep making that one. Yeah, my my crown jewel. And it seems like there's just a better catalog of games than yeah, the SNES. Super Nintendo is amazing. Like way better. <laughs> and, it, and it's that same thing. Uh, the art style, you know, two D art on Super Nintendo still looks really good to me, and three D art on N sixty four by and large looks really bad to me now. Like kind of ruins some games. I I think if I went into a game where I had absolutely no nostalgia for. I would, I would probably have give up on it immediately. Just they look so like bad. WCW. Yeah, like that wrestling game he played. There's, I swear, there is. A, I think it's a WrestleMania game that I have. That's, that's all right, but that is not the one we played. <laughs> there, there, you had two. I think we just picked the wrong one. Yeah, wrestling was all right on the N64. There's always perfected every, on the GameCube. <laughs> every, every generation of video gaming. I has wish we still did that. that was like funny. a couple good wrestling. When we talk about GameCube games. A couple couple weeks. Who knows when? Sorry, I, I'm months, totally I'm totally taking years. us off track. 
There's a wrestling game you play on game. I want I want someone to uh, Sean, I want you to buy a like legit wrestling game for 360 that's all HD and stuff and you can like get machine guns. You know, they put out one last year. I think it was called WWE All-Stars. Something like that. There was a wrestling game that came out last year that people were like this is a revelation. This oh, is the best yeah. wrestling game. It was really cartoony, wasn't in it? In a lifetime. I don't know if it was cartoony or not. Like uh, the box looked cartoony. I know it was kind of retro, uh, like lots of former stars. That's what it's called. All stars. I think the key for me is All-Stars. I need I need to have I need to go out of the ring without a countdown. <laughs> I want to spend a lot of time out of the ring. You're all about fighting dirty. And I want to grab chairs and bats and stuff from the audience. I feel like that was a staple. That's in what the they one do. They bring weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you reach out there, dig around, grab a chair. So you're looking for some rage in the cage stuff? Kill Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, if you're able to beat up the referee, that is also a plus. That's All huge. Right. So, Sean, are you going to have to wrestle with the choice of including Jeff Force Gemini or not? I don't think it's on the list. Just another one. Just wasn't there when we needed it to be. Yeah. Just wasn't, you, it wasn't there, man. Played the multiplayer at Mike's once. He's oh, like, yeah? "Hey, let's, let's play this game. We've played all my other games to death. How about this one?" Uh-huh. And we played it for like a little while. And we're like, "Yeah, this is kind of fun, I guess. Let's let's play some more Gold Die." Yeah, sounds like you. <laughs> all right, so uh, Kirby sixty four, the Crystal Shards, the first Kirby game I ever played, and it blew my mind. <laughs> it sucked my mind out of my skull. And then swallowed it and used it to gain my powers. <laughs> Your knowledge. <laughs> it's such a cool game. Have any of you played this? I remember playing it when you first got it. it was I think player. I only played it like once or twice, but it seemed pretty cool. Because you could play as Waddle Do. Waddle D? One of those. Your, your guess is as good as mine. So this is like 3D, but still like 2D kind of, mm-hmm. right? Polygonal that's, 2D. That's a good choice. What was that word you used there? Polygonal. Okay. Yeah, it's new to me. I don't. I. I. I, I, I assume there's a name okay. for that. So they're polygons. Yeah. Like remember in Super in Super Smash Bros. You fought the fighting polygon team, mm-hmm. and they were just basic triangle because that's that's what those uh, characters are all made out of on N64 polygons. Yeah. They they moved to more advanced things later on, but N64 days polygons. So polygonal. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. So how many wives do they? Have? How many wives does Kirby have? <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Sixty-four. Like polygamy, I guess. <laughs> if I was allowed to use a soundboard, that would be a rim shot. But... All right. Anyway, Sean. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. What? You don't. It's a very simple joke. So Kirby has to get the crystal shards back because King DDD? No, I think King DTD was on your side for some reason. I don't really remember the story of this game very well. Uh, That's okay. Thank you. But it was the first full-length Kirby adventure I got to play through. And uh, sure, I went back and played Kirby Superstar later. I understand why that's the greatest uh, but at the time I was all about the Crystal Shards it was you know it's always rough for Kirby because Kirby doesn't get a game on the Nintendo system until like it's it's either dead or just the the new one's coming out and people are losing interest in it 
Does he have a new one coming out for Wii soon? Oh, he's already had a couple out on Wii. No. So he got in there. He, well, but people haven't cared about the Wii forever. All right. When was the last time you were like, let's play the Wii, not Smash Brothers? <laughs> uh, well, at least four or five years. Yeah, exactly. It's probably WarioWare. That, that was, was fun. Cool. That was like high school. <laughs> it was never about WarioWare. Like that one time we're at Tim's house. Uh, I can't remember what he does. He's a butterfly habitat creator. He creates butterflies. He creates life. That's right. We were at his house and we had WarioWare and and we, uh, but it didn't have like any of the cool stuff like unlocked. So we're like, Sean, beat this right now. So Sean spent that whole party just playing WarioWare alone in the <laughs> corner. You and John just sat in the corner playing one week to each other, and there she goes. No, we did a Star Wars puzzle. Yeah, we worked on a puzzle too, <laughs> which I was not allowed to participate in. That was a serious puzzle. That was Star Wars episode one. Anyways, enough about a party from five years ago. Uh, How about Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask? Well, Kirby 64, you think it's on the I list? I think it's on the list. You want to fight about it? Well, I mean, it's just... Uh, None of us have played, played it. it that much. Oh. Do you guys think you wouldn't like it? I hate it already. No, I remember liking it when I did play it. There you go. There she goes. Keep it on for now. Okay, yeah, keep it on for now. So Majora's Mask is a dark-ass Zelda game. Why don't we talk about Ocarina of Time first, just because it's alphabetically... Yeah, just do it. Just introduce us to the Zelda... Uh, Okay, there's two Zelda games on the N64, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Ocarina of Time came out first, and uh, if if you're a fan of Zelda timelines, that's the part where things get real weird with Ocarina of Time, because uh, it's about time travel, and uh, there is an official Zelda timeline now, and it's actually split in three different paths, and uh, Majora's Mask is the future of one of them. Uh, but uh, Ocarina of Time, a lot of people say, greatest game ever made. I'm not in that group. Uh, you know, when we talked about Super Nintendo games, I talked about how I'm I'm just getting tired of the Zelda formula. That's basically the same game over and over. And, and I think uh, the game before this, A Link to the Past, the Super Nintendo one, is probably the better game. Like, if you were a, a person now who had never played any Zelda games, I'd probably tell you to play A Link to the Past before I told you to play Ocarina of Time. Uh, but what was cool about Ocarina of Time at that time uh, was it was, for me, the first real case for gaming as an art form. And I'm sure there's plenty of good examples on the PC before that, but I just wasn't a, a serious PC gamer uh, in, until much later in my life. Uh, Ocarina of Time had, you know, it did such an amazing job of creating an atmosphere creating a, a world, telling a story. I mean, that game is full of cinematics, and they're all... It's not the most complex story. Uh, it's just, you know, guy kidnaps a princess, fuck shit up, you gotta stop him. Um, but it does take some weird twists and turns. And there's some really epic moments, uh, beautiful music. Uh, it, it was just cinematic in a way I had never seen a game before. I mean, when you lock onto a target... Uh, the, it crops the screen a little bit. It almost looks, you know, like it's they've reduced it to a cinematic widescreen. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and that was, I guess, the the big gameplay innovation of Ocarina of Time is it figured out how to make combat 
work well in 3D. I mean, that's something you you can forget about N64 games is that before the PlayStation N64, everything was in 2D except for computer stuff, and that was you know with a mouse and keyboard is very different from a, a controller. And so being able to figure out how to do things like lock onto a target and attack it, or you know shoot it with a bow and arrow, or a boomerang, or a hook shot, or ride a horse at it and hit it, none of that was as intuitive as it is to people who play games now. And uh, I think Ocarina of Time doesn't age well because you go back to it and you're just like, well, why can't I just jump whenever I want? Why is it he automatically jumps? That, I don't like that. I think that's probably most people's initial reaction to their game. If you're not, if you don't go in knowing that. But at the time, it was just it was just absolutely sublime. I this. I remember playing this at my cousin's house, and he had the gold cartridge. He'd been sure to get that day one, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a ridiculous! How can this exist? Like, what an age we're living in! That this is possible." <laughs> What, that the game existed or the cartridge is gold? <laughs> that the game existed. Although that gold cartridge is pretty sweet. Because uh, by the time I got an N64, you couldn't get those anymore. So I got a silver or you know gray cartridge. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> when you call it silver, it makes you feel better. <laughs> so I got second place. It eases the pain. But out of all the games on the N64, I feel like it was the best to utilize that controller. Because it is a weird controller, but I feel like they really made it work. Like you were talking about the target system, which was great for the combat. Z-targeting. That's the weird thing about so many of those... Those uh, kind of third-person fighting or you know or adventure type games on N64 is you're like it's hard to aim sometimes like in the in three dimensions in those in those older ones. But here you had this nice target system, and you could use all your various weapons. It's huge. All the stuff you can do, all the all the weapons and little secrets. I, the horse was that was so much fun for me riding mm-hmm. a, a pona. Playing the ocarina was playing fun. the ocarina was fun. The game was a little too big though for for me because I remember I. Uh, I got. I went into this temple, but I was supposed to fight a boss before, like a shadow link, and then I got locked in the temple. And that, it's one of those things where, oh, well, now you, you have to start the game over because mm-hmm. you know there's a few, I guess, spaces like that. I remember taking it over to your house to try to figure it out, and we couldn't. And then I got really sick, and I threw up in your yard. <laughs> Damn it, John! <laughs> went home. You're so emotionally crushed from that. I, wasn't, being I just able wasn't play. feeling good. And that probably was just the final nail in the coffin. Was this is the end. Like, because I was so far into the game, it's like I, I'm not going back now. I've been crushed recently since I tried to play it on an emulator because everyone talks about how it's the greatest game ever, and no matter what ROM I download, it crashes after the first boss. Well, you know I, what? Yeah. Uh, if you haven't experienced Ocarina of Time, you should. <sighs> I know you're. No one's gonna like hearing this, but if you've never played Ocarina of Time, you should. And if you have the money to do it, you should buy a 3DS and the 3DS version of the game because the 3D graphics, I mean, not only did they put the game in 3D, but they updated all the graphics. And, uh, you know, there were little things like like sometimes there was a clue printed on a wall or something. And with N64 graphics, it was so blurry, you might not even notice that and just keep going <laughs> through the game. And that's not an issue on the 3DS. Is that an it issue? literally jumps out at you. Is that an issue with the, uh, the Wii v- version? Is it just exactly the same? I don't remember. We I remember a GameCube version. Was there a Wii version? Or I mean, like you can like download it. I don't know. I've never played it. I think you can download. That was it. the one I played. The GameCube version that they came yeah. out. If you pre-ordered uh, Wind, Waker. Wind Waker, they gave you 
copy of. I, I was always trying Master to get Quest. a copy of that because I didn't pre-order or anything, and I couldn't. I could never just find. I it. got boned by that because I, I walked down to Blockbuster to pre-order it because no one was like, "I don't care about you pre-ordering games, Sean. We're not going to help you do this." But I take it, <laughs> take it on, upon myself to walk all the way down to Blockbuster to pre-order it, and then I went to Blockbuster when Wind Waker came out, and they're like, "No, we don't." We don't get games in when they come out. We get them three weeks later. So I feel like by the time I finally got Wind Waker, you had already beaten it, Colin. And you were like, oh, yeah, this game's pretty sweet. <laughs> that game was pretty sweet. Wind Waker? That was, was like the one Zelda game I really got into. Well, I mean, it's the only one I beat. Dude, people give Wind Waker a hard time because the graphics. That game's awesome. Yeah. The only, the only problem with Wind Waker is the part at the end where you just have to, like, sail around and find things. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of esoteric in where you're supposed to go. Yeah, I could not navigate. That's why I, I just gave up. I could not navigate through that game. Just sailing seemed like forever. Sean had the sweet it was map. good, though. I did. I bought the player's guide. It, yeah, I, w- I should have had a player's guide for that. I wasn't utilizing the internet. I wasn't utilizing any of my resources. I was just going at it all willy-nilly, and I failed. Well, just like I failed at every Zelda game I've ever played. I've never beaten one. You know, I only got really close at Link to the Past. I've gotten to the last castle, but it's too fucking hard. Closest I got was Link's Awakening on Game Boy Color. <laughs> Pretty far. Despite the fact that you failed, John, I, I, playing with the player's guide always hurts an experience. I, I really respect you for doing it on your own. Yes. What about Pokemon? <laughs> Pokemon. See, the problem with Pokemon is once you start getting into the underlying math, like, Pokemon is seriously the most complex game I've ever played. <laughs> it's just they hide that from you because it's a kid's game. But it's all there for the people who get serious about the competitive aspects of the game. And anytime you try to look up anything, like, should I put this move on this Pokemon? I just end up reading these ridiculous forum threads where they're talking about EV levels and, like... (laughs) I'm talking about the player's guide. Specific ways to level up. And so, well, player's guides aren't a thing anymore. I know, but I'm just saying, like, for Pokemon, like, red and blue, everyone had a player's guide. Of course. You know what's cool about that? It came with stickers, and you can put the sticker in when you caught the I Pokemon. I threw that shit away immediately. You are an <laughs> asshole. How could you do that? I don't give a shit. Stickers, stickers are man. Five, sweet. five years old. What kind of child are you? Stickers aren't shit. <laughs> God. <laughs> Every kid loves stickers. Anyway, Ocarina of Time should be on the list. Majora's Mask. I put that shit in my Pokedex. <laughs> Great. No one cares. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Majora's Mask uh, is a sequel to Ocarina of Time. It is a sequel in the timeline of Link saves the day and goes back in time. There's, so, there's three Ocarina of Time timelines. One is Link fails, one is Link succeeds and goes back in time, and one is Link... Uh, like the future where Link succeeds, but he's gone because he went back in time. So, so I thought the connecting one from... This one for Ocarina to Majora's was is at the end of Ocarina does he turn back did he turn back into a little kid yes. to relive his childhood and then this takes place Adam had him as a child right again. so like the middle timeline it's if like you the will. middle okay uh, and he's searching for a friend I won't say who that is if you haven't played Ocarina or seen the opening of Majora's Mask yet but it's a really dark game it has some of the most disturbing moments. I think of any Nintendo game I've ever played. Well, it's about like the apocalypse. It's about basically. the apocalypse, <laughs> and there's stories like you, you kind of kind of got to go. You got to read between the lines on some of these. But there's one 
like this this girl and her like daughter or little sister and if you're paying attention it's like oh shit she's gonna like let this little kid take like drugs or something so she doesn't suffer when the world ends it's like these people know that the because the moon is like there in the sky and it looks terrifying and it's getting closer so it's not like people are, are like oh, Paco what are you talking about like like in the real world right now when we warn people about Quetzalcoatl coming back uh, but that time God, it's so scary because the moon is just there and it's coming and you gotta stop him but you don't know how all you can do is rewind time and not get blowed up yourself it's a really interesting mechanic I, I mean to have you have to it's like a, a time travel movie you have to know exactly when people will be exactly in specific places so that you can complete whatever it is you're trying to achieve and then you gotta go back in time and do it with another person uh, you know you gotta go to all the different dungeons in just this three day span of time it's 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 weird it's it's almost counterintuitive because you would think I, you, I can't make any progress because at, at the end of whatever I'm doing the world ends and I go back in time and I have to start all over but they make it work how do the masks play into this game? So you collect a bunch of masks. Um, there's three or four that actually transform Link into different creatures. Like you can become a Zora or a Goron. Or like a wood person? Yeah, a Deku, I think. Yeah. And the Deku, that is actually like super tragic because there's like an older Deku that's like, oh, you remind me of my son. And then later on you, you, you like find out that like you took that mask from like a dead Deku. It's like dead little kid. It's a downer. Yeah, this game's hella depressing. Yeah, I was always disappointed that I didn't play it, but I think it was because of the fact that that whole time thing, like, it just sounded annoying to me, or like, I just, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna die. Like, I'm not gonna be able to do it. It sounds too hard. But I don't think I had a good grasp of exactly what it was because I feel like it's it's kind of a complicated game. Yeah, if if you think of it in just the big picture, it's totally overwhelming. You've got to really focus down on. All right, I've got the Deku mask, so I've got to go find the the temple that I can get through with the Deku powers and put my gear together. And there's so many, there's a bunch of other masks in the game that are that don't transform you, that are just for fun. And if you collect all of them and maybe do something else special, you also get like the Hero of Time mask. <laughs> I I can't remember what it's called, but it's a sweet mask that turns you into this dude with a giant like a uh, Final Fantasy VII super sword and it, like shoots lasers or something. It's badass. When you're actually playing the game, is it overwhelming, or do you kind of get into a rhythm with everything? You get into it. Okay. Like, uh, the only time I had an issue was like, all right, I'm pretty sure I'm getting close to the end of the game. I got to go do whatever side quest I want to do. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm sure about the players got at that point, so I could figure out exactly how to do everything. Because right. I think that, that was an, another thing is I in Ocarina of Time, I like to kind of just explore and look around. And I feel like if I'd played that, it's like, no, sh- I got it. Shit's got to get done, you know? Yeah, but, a job to but be you done. can always rewind time and start all over. There's no dicking around. You, when you've, it's just the apocalypse. Just, you've just got to decide, all right, these three days, I'm just dicking around. Because it can't <laughs> be, I'm going to dick around for a bit and then go do the temple, because then you, you'll get smashed. How many days do you get? Three days. And can you travel back unlimited? Or? Yeah. Okay. You've got that's that's what the uh, instrument in that game, whatever it was, does. Send you back. 
Yeah, but it's, it's still it boggles my mind. Like, how do you complete like a, a, a mission and then travel back in time? Do you have to do it all in those three days? Mm-hmm. That's so. That sounds. That seems so intense to you me. To beat the whole game in three days? No, no, no. You just have to. It's in the timeline. Of the... I mean, I don't want to tell the story because I mean, you guys <laughs> haven't played it. I'm sure lots of other people haven't played it, and it's not hard to get an N64. It's not hard to get this game. I think it's totally worth playing. Okay. Um, it might even be on the Wii store. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're doing something that makes sense. That okay, you can handle this. You're you're doing way more than three days worth of activities, but in the end, you only need three days to save the day because of what you've gained, what you've learned over all the times you've lived those days. Okay. I guess you just got to play to appreciate. Yeah. The intricacies of it. I remember I got this game, and then I had to go to a like babysitting licensing class with Colin. <laughs> I that. Why? Why do you need a license for babysitting? I don't know. My our it parents made us do it. Builds up yeah. your credibility, I guess. I remember I took one. <laughs> of those babysitter. I took one of those too, but I never babysat anyone yeah. besides my family. Me too. I was just zoning out, thinking about how sweet Majora's Mask is. I feel like you, we had a, your birthday party was like later that day. It might have been. We were just dying to get out of yeah, there so we could go play like, probably Golden Eye. <laughs> Sean, I know it's the weekend, but we want you to go to a special class. And I know it's your, your birthday. birthday. <laughs> See, now I just want to travel back in time to your birthday. <laughs> Those were always fun. Shout out the best birthdays. But uh, another popular party game, maybe not quite as popular as some of the other ones we talked about. Mario Kart, maybe. Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart the 64. second Mario Kart game, not the 64th. <laughs> Although it feels like that these days. <laughs> <laughs> they put out a game called Mario Kart 7 last year. That's like way lower. Yeah. So this was essentially the same thing as the Super Nintendo one except 3D graphics. What what, what was different about it? 3D? I can't think of anything else. Well, they had, they had all... No, the battle mode wasn't Super Nintendo. Yeah, so it, it was kind of just like, oh, look how cool it looks now. But going back playing that now, it's just like, this looks okay. There's like way better ones now. And it hurts your head a lot. <laughs> Well, especially Rainbow Road. Rainbow, Rainbow Road, Road, just blackness, and then you're on this brightly colored Rainbow Road, twirls around. Ugh. And there's not a lot of characters, but you know, it, it, I mean, it's fun. I just it's hard for me not to think about the other ones. Like, why am I playing this when I could be playing Double yeah. Dash or something? I almost feel like I'd rather play the first Mario Kart. <laughs> I think I would too. Seems which seemed weird. funner when we it went back. It seemed more and innovative. It. I mean, like the N sixty four one is just. It sounds like it was just different graphics. It wasn't as mm. groundbreaking as the first one, but it's still good, of course. It I mean, was, it's, maybe it's because it's Mario, the Super Mario Kart on SNES is two D, I guess. And you get and that's kind of a different experience playing a Mario Kart game in two D, but a three D one, you have the better ones later on. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's got different Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's got weird like shirt Donkey Kong. Kind of like, yeah. <laughs> it's got a shirt. I thought well, that, to... wasn't that Donkey Kong Junior. Uh, it's confusing because isn't the Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country uh, technically Donkey Kong Junior? Yeah, but then there's, well, you see, it's confusing because in the original Donkey Kong games, there's a Donkey Kong Junior game. Yeah. For Nintendo, so I have no idea how these all connect. But I know, and I'm there pretty sure in Mario, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say I don't know, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure in the Mario Kart for Super Nintendo, that's Donkey Kong Junior who wears the shirt. Okay. I will believe you. Donkey Kong Jr. Well, you from, see, there's three the different Donkey Kong timelines. I don't there's the Donkey Kong where... <laughs> from the classic Donkey Kong Jr. bath. Never played that, but I've always been there's curious. the one where he dies in the apocalypse. The, 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 goes the, the banana apocalypse. 
the banana couple. The whole world floods with bananas, and he has to build a banana boat. And everyone ODs on potassium. So All Mario right. Kart 64 was the great party game of the early N64 days, especially with, with families. Uh, I remember playing with my family a lot. It was it was weird because even, like, my aunt would get into it and, and play with us. She only gets into, like, a few games. Like, she liked Pikmin and Mario Kart and Farmville. Oh, my God, so much Farmville. And th- and that's that's why I put Mario Kart 64 on the list, just because I have really good memories of that game. Uh, I think you guys kind of hit the nail on the head that it didn't go far enough to change what Super Mario Kart was. Uh, you know, I think probably Double Dash is my favorite Mario Kart game just because it's different from the rest. But I well, you got to judge it in terms of, like, let's say that th- we're back, you know, whenever that came out, and th- this and only the Super Nintendo one exist. You'd be pretty about it. It's just, it's hard. It, like, oh, uh, it hasn't aged well. I don't know. I still, ones. I got right back into that game when we started playing together. Maybe it's... I think that's just, it's nothing specific to that game, though. It's just the Mario Kart brand. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, you got back into it because you like Mario Kart, not because you really like Mario Kart 64. It's still good. Though. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's tricky. I feel like we got a lot of games to cover, and I don't know. It's Again, I'm not the biggest racing fan. The biggest thing I love about Mario Kart is that you can negatively affect other people. I just don't know how many we're going to eliminate coming up. Like, maybe we're gonna, to, we're just getting ready to, like, eliminate ten in a row or something. I'm trying to think. Like, Blue Shell? That was probably new to Mario Kart 64. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, maybe. Let's let's the great equalizer. Let's uh let's just keep, let's keep going and we'll come back to it. Okay. How about Mario Parity? I love it. This game is awesome just because it's so easy to piss off your friends. <laughs> this game is terrible because you have to <laughs> twirl the analog stick and it burns a hole into your hand. Now you put Mario Party, but I'm pretty sure Mario Party three was out on N sixty four. Um near the like Is that like, the definitive I, I, one? I don't know if it's a definitive one, but I feel like it's probably a little better. Let's just say this Mario Party encapsulates all Mario Parties. Because okay. they're all pretty similar. It's just like, yeah, oh, this yeah. one's got slightly different, you know, minigames. I doubt the graphics were that different. Maybe some had different characters. But yeah, Mario Party is awesome. It's a game where you go around. It's like a board game almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the play all these these little mini games, which are usually pretty good. My favorite ones are you're teamed up with like someone else, <laughs> or there's three against yeah, it's one like, person. Oh man, I gotta be with this guy. And it's like, oh god, we have we have to push this whatever you know cart. He's gonna fuck it up because he's <laughs> not as good at this as I am. <laughs> or there's three against one, and either the, the the player on his own, it's really easy for him to like kill everybody, yeah. or he's got a really unfair challenge on his part. I love. This game really creates rivalries, mm-hmm. and there's something that's really fun about that. Actually, it's frustrating but fun at the same time. I True. can't I can't think of any multiplayer game that's made me as angry uh, at the other players as Mario Party does. Just because you're sitting there going, "Don't you fucking steal that star? That's my star!" <laughs> just because you got the ghost doesn't mean you can have my star. You're in these achievements, and people can just take them away from you and just put you right back in like last place or something. <laughs> <laughs> Swings so hard. Oh, God. But yeah, when I think about Mario Party on N64, all I think about is spinning the analog stick with the palm of my hand. <laughs> and it hurts so much, but I gotta win. 
But I think it's great because no matter how good you may be at most games, this is like the great equalizer, you know? Someone can just land on a space and then totally screw you over. It doesn't. There's nothing you can do. It's, it's the game. It's in the game's hands. So much of it is just randomly happening. Uh huh. And you can be in last place, and then just just from a couple you know spots you land on, you'll mm-hmm. be right up into first. And that's uh, that's great. And then you're like winning awards at the end. Like, oh god, you had the most points. Well, here's thirty stars. Now you win. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You like. We haven't played it in so long because whenever anyone brings it up, Sean's like, no, we're not playing it. Well, we, we played... Do you want me to be angry at you? I feel like we played maybe one of the GameCube ones not that long ago, and that we were pretty pissed off. It was, it was a long time. It was time really ago. infuriating. Yeah. If you win, I'm sure it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Fuck y'all. Losing that <laughs> game is, oh, is tough. Because <laughs> it takes so long. I feel like you could, yeah. the game can go on for so long. I can't remember how many turns... Like what was the maximum? And I, I don't know if we usually played the maximum amount of I'm turns. Sure we did. We probably did, which is probably like thirty turns or something. <laughs> Somehow everyone would be zoned out all the time, and you just like sit on your turn. You just the block would be there, spinning the numbers, and whoever it is wouldn't be going. God damn it, Colin, hit the block! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's got the nostalgia going for it, and the fact that I think you could just pick it up and it'd be just as good as it ever was. I have a very strong emotional attachment to this game. Just a lot of those emotions are negative. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we all really like it, so I think it should it'll probably be on there, you know, pretty close. I, I, I mean, like, it's got a good chance of being on the list. So Perfect Dark is Goldeneye, but better. Uh, I mean, you know that right off the bat, when instead of the, you know, weird echoey James Bond music, it's just cool secret agent lady and she's like open up a laptop and that's the menu and you're like click 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 <laughs> click, click, click push click, my click. buttons any day uh, it's it's another rare game uh, where they got to come up with their own story their own characters instead of bizarrely interpreting a James Bond movie <laughs> uh, and of course they made it about a British secret agent who's a woman <laughs> mm. And who also gets caught up in this weird alien plot. <laughs> That's right. There were aliens. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, of course. That's when you start getting the cooler weapons. Was this one four-player? Of course. How come we yeah. never played it? I always I always kind of wanted to play we it. We never played it because I was, I guess, me saying, hey, guys, let's play this. It's like Goldeneye, but better. Really just got into your guys' heads. <laughs> Nothing's better than Goldeneye. <laughs> How could you say that? <laughs> just for that, I'm going to play you right now. Yeah, or it's just like Sean's like, "Hey, we should play this like Goldeneye, but better." And then we go, "Oh yeah, great idea! Let's play <laughs> Goldeneye." <like> Goldeneye. <laughs> I remember playing it multiplayer with you quite a bit I, in the later days. I remember around when I had gotten it, you like spent the weekend at my house, and we played a hell of a lot of it. Yeah, of the co-op. That was the cool thing too. The Goldeneye didn't have was a co-op. Co-op. The whole story. So I actually got to see what that. <laughs> That's how you know about the aliens. Is. Yeah. Yeah, I was always somewhat interested, but I think it it's always lived in the shadow of Goldeneye, unfortunately. There's even Goldeneye levels in the multiplayer. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. We should play it. Maybe we should. <laughs> now down. I've got now. you. I'd be down. It all it took was, what, 12 years? <laughs> um, um, Perfect Dark has been re-released for Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, I, 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 why? I don't know. <laughs> but it's out there, I guess. 
probably not worth getting. I just can't imagine it aged. Because what do you... I don't know how you take an N64 game and, and bring it onto a console with two analog sticks. Because mm-hmm. you either give people proper first-person shooter controls and then the game's way too easy, or you gimp their ability to play the game, which... I mean, that, that, that's a bad concept. Hey, play this game with better graphics, but, like, the gameplay will feel worse to you because <laughs> you have a better controller. <laughs> but it's it's out there. And they put out a sequel called Perfect Dark Zero. It was an Xbox 360 launch title. I have it. I played about an hour of it and decided I don't like it. <laughs> Ouch. Unremarkable. Not bad. But the original is good. The original is good. So I think we should probably consider it. Let us consider it. Consider it off the list. (laughs) (laughs) So, John, did you ever play it? No. Never? Not once? I don't think... I mean, if I did, maybe for like five seconds, because Toys R Us, I guess they still have those demo machines. Mm -hmm. That was probably the only way. I don't know how a demo machine works with the N64. I'm sure they had to build some really complicated contraption to make that work. Plug an N64 into a TV? But it has it plays like different games. Remember those? Well, they probably made special cartridges with demo versions. Yeah, there you go. That was probably it. Cool. Want to get one of those? Buy buy a copy with Conker's Bad for a day. Cost me thousands of dollars. You know that like (laughs) Nintendo World Championship NES cartridge? It's Mm -hmm. like the rarest thing. Rarest game. That's weird. It's it's weird because it probably sucks too playing that. It's just like a couple levels of a few different games. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't that tied into The Wizard in some way? Oh, yeah. That was like what they are playing. <laughs> that was <laughs> the great. Greatest video game movie ever made. The pinnacle of Fred Savage's grand career. Jenny Lewis is in it. The musician. And that's that's a real thing. <laughs> that, that's a weird rocket fuel side to say you are talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how about the best game in the Nintendo 64 catalog, Pokemon Snap? Hell yeah! Oh man, that game's so fun. Oh my god. This, this game would have been awesome if it was Pokemon Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> There's one cheater right in the face! I just thought the idea of taking pictures of Pokemon was a dumb. I know, thing it ever. sounds dumb. Like, if someone <laughs> just walked up to me and told me, I'd be like, you are an idiot, why am I talking to you? But... The way they incorporate taking pictures of Pokemon is so clever. And it has so much replay value trying to take the perfect picture. I still feel like I still feel like that was a pretty big letdown back in the day though cuz like oh a, a Pokemon game with 3D graphics it's going to be awesome but it's like oh we're just taking pictures of them. Yeah, it was amazing though. I feel like I knew what I was getting when I got into Pokemon Snap. It was Pokemon Stadium that really disappointed me. <laughs> Still yeah. put that on the list. Yeah. Uh, but Pokemon Snap. Okay. So here's what you need to know. You know how usually Professor Oak is like, hey, take a Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, go out there and be a Pokemon master. With this guy, he's like, fuck you. You get a camera, <laughs> you get a minecart. I've laid down track all over the world. You are going to roll out there and take pictures of these animals. Now I know what you're thinking. You're going to want to throw Pokeballs at him to catch him. Well, I do have a ball for you, but it just stinks, and it makes them run away and get angry at you. Also, you can have apples to make them eat and rocks to piss them off further. And a flute. This is your quest. 
And that is that is Pokemon Snap. You literally just go into these various places in the Pokemon universe. Kanto, I believe it's called. And take pictures of Pokemon. And it's on rails, so totally on rails, except for the Safari part. So you gotta wait for your moment to get the perfect picture. And you gotta use your tools right, you know, like you were saying with the balls or apples or the flute to wake Snorlax. You have all these different items to try to get the perfect picture and try to get them to turn. And then later they get graded, like how good your picture is. Mm-hmm. Professor Oak is like, this is great. Brilliant. Excellent work. What Terrible. I wish it was J.K. Simmons. How come there's no Spider-Man taking pictures of the game? Where you got that take is pictures the coolest of part of Spider-Man. Were they called the Amazing Peter Parker? Yeah, and you're just taking pictures. Didn't they have like like photo stations at like mm-hmm. Blockbuster where you yeah. could like print out your pictures? Oh yeah, my God. you bring your cart in and print out <laughs> oh your pictures, and God. there's stickers, of course. So I know Nancy's not interested. <laughs> did you do that shit, Sean? Of course I did. You're all over it. I did it once. Oh, oh really? Really? Wow. I respect you for it. You're such a hard. I'm surprised there fan. wasn't like an N64 printer that you could like. Oh, like like Game Boy like, printer. Yeah, like Would it be Game really shitty and really slow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jam, jam. But then this game all led up to the final level where you had to take a picture of Mew and how you had this weird glare around him and you had to use all your tools and I could never get a great picture, but oh, I'd always replay it to get the perfect. So picture. tricky because Mew knows. You're not trying to catch it. You're just trying to take a picture. So it puts up like this weird bubble around itself, and you got to throw your shit at it to pop that bubble. And then you have this brief, beautiful moment when it just glides through the air, and you can take a picture. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> game sounds so stupid, but this is definitely the game I played the most on X64. By far. It was so fun. And there's so much because, replay value. Because you had such a limited way to interact with the world. I mean, mm-hmm. you couldn't even control your pace. I mean, I, I, you slow down a little bit, right? But that was it. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, you could, like... Uh, hit certain spots to make you slow down or go into a slightly different path. So it was all just about, I have to memorize this entire level so I can get all the pictures I need. And these are long levels. That is not easy. But I knew exactly, like, alright, if I can hit this uh, fire dog, it'll fall on the thing and become Arcanite. Growlithe. Growlithe. Not, not Vulpix. That's a fire fox. Not being good nine tails. <laughs> oh my god, this game's sweet. Okay, uh, Pokemon fine. Snap Two, uh, please. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> They've got like seven thousand Pokemon now. When are they going to make a 3D platforming Pokemon game? Never. Why not? Because they keep making a ton of money by just putting out the same game over and over. <laughs> Making a 3D Pokemon would be a huge risk and it wouldn't be easy to do. Why would they do that? Why would they spend more money to make less money? Potentially less money. Potentially less money. I mean, big risk, big reward, but eh. But, I mean, come on. Yeah. The, the Wii U with that sweet, you know, tablet controller, moving that around like it's a camera. <laughs> they could call it Pokerazzi. Okay, don't do that. But Pokemon <laughs> Snap, too. They have it. All right. Snaptacular. So, the disappointing side of Pokemon is Pokemon Stadium, because I guess I just didn't read enough before I bought it, but I was under the impression because it came with a sweet adapter that lets you bring your Pokemon team from the Game Boy version of the game into the game. I was under the impression that this was going to be the sweet adventure with my with my Game Boy team. Like this is the this is the successor to to the Pokemon Game Boy games. But it wasn't that at all. It was just a coliseum uh, where you randomly battle enemies. 
I remember when you first got it and you brought it over to my house and we played it for like 20 minutes. That was it. We're like, eh, we don't need to play this anymore. It's because at that point we had Pokemon battled so many times. Well, I mean, it's cool to see your Pokemon from your Game Boy in the game in 3D and seeing their attacks 3D, but that can only go so far. Like, there's only so much you can do with that. Okay, they've all fought. Let's make them all fight again, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think there's mini games, but I don't know if they were any good. Ooh. Yeah, they they were terrible. <laughs> I feel like you really hyped up Pokemon Stadium when we were that age. You're like, okay, Pokemon Snap, it's fine, but Pokemon Stadium is going to change everything. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. You, yeah. It came with a thing that lets you take your Pokemon from the Game Boy <laughs> to the world of the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Can you imagine such a device? The more I think about it, I do want an open-world 3D Pokemon game. Now, that sounds so awesome. Because I thought that's what Pokemon Stadium was going to be like, mm-hmm. but it's really not. It's just a, it's, kind it's, of a fighting there's game. There's no depth to it at all, and that's the problem. Because Pokemon, the, the turn-based RPG combat of Pokemon is still fun, and because it's like the only competitive turn-based RPG combat, it's going to be fun for a while, because there's nothing else out there that scratches the same itch that Pokemon does, at least not as well as Pokemon does. And Pokemon Stadium kind of misses out on that because it's just battling computers. It's just kind of a cash-in. Yeah. Like, hey, you Pikachu. Just didn't even make the list. Which is a game I own where you basically... It's basically taking care of a pet. It's a game where you take care of a pet. You take care of Pikachu. Like Seaman. And, uh... (laughs) You have a microphone and you have to tell it stuff, but like it doesn't. Man, yeah, and it just doesn't. Res- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't respond well, and you get pissed off and you swear at it. That's the extent of that game. It has no replay value. Like C Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Stadium probably not on the list, but certainly a memorable time in my life. Memorable and how devastating, how and disappointing exciting. it was. I remember. After buying it, like sitting in the back of the car and opening the box and looking like, oh my god, here it is. The adapter. <laughs> and here it is, the cartridge. <laughs> this is what will change everything. You took the biggest one of those you've ever had in your life. <laughs> so Actually, much drool. I, t- I took that after playing Star Fox 64 at a different cousin's house because I was like, Okay, as a kid, I was all about Star Wars. But uh, being all about the original Star Wars trilogy meant, sure, lightsabers were cool, but it's spaceships that you're all about, right? I wasn't alone in that, right? Yeah, yeah, spaceships, that was that was my jam. And Star Fox 64, because I never really cared for Star Fox at the time. I think I talked about it on the Super Nintendo uh, podcast that I sold my copy of Star Fox and regretted it for many years and then I bought it back. <laughs> later uh, but Star Fox 64 just seems so cool this 3D uh, on rails shooting experience that's awesome oh my god <laughs> I get excited just thinking about it you know it's out it's out on the 3DS and uh, up until now I was like no I'm not going to buy that but right now I'm like god I should buy that Star Fox 64 is so cool. I mean, have you guys ever played the, the single player of Star Fox 64? A no. little bit. Not a lot. Maybe, maybe probably just like the first level or two. I know I've played the multiplayer with you a couple times, which is okay. It's for different. N64 it's multiplayer. different because uh, in, in the single player campaign, most levels, not all of them, but most of them are, are on rails. You're 
flying forward through a, a set path. Yeah, that, that's a lot. Of, there are there's a, a really memorable like Independence Day style level where like a big flying saucer is blowing up this tower, and you're fighting around it, and that's that's not on rails. You you actually are uh, like the multiplayer, just flying around an arena. Uh, but that's what Star Fox does well is the on rails stuff. Uh, the, like that first level, you're on Corneria, the same planet you're on in the first level in the first Star Fox. You just like flying through the city, flying out over the like waterfalls and stuff. Beautiful. That the, one of the one of the N64 games that really just struck me at the time how shockingly beautiful it was, or at least seemed at the time, and. It has an art style that kind of lets it get away with its primitive graphics, I think. Uh, it, it aged... The way it looks aged better than a, a lot of N64 games, just because, like, the R-Wing is a bunch of triangles. Everything's so angular. Yeah. yeah. It's great. And he's so weird, I mean, like like we talked about with the, with the first Star Fox, so weird that, like, these animals with robot legs fly spaceships. And this gets deeper into the mythology. You're like dealing with the guy who betrayed Star Fox's dad originally and Andros is super weird and freaky and huge now and multiple paths just like first Star- it's it's really not that different from the first Star Fox uh, in the way the best parts of it play and what they added to the N64 version isn't that great I by and large it's, it's not helping the series and it's <laughs> That's kind of been the problem with every Star Fox game is they keep adding to it and it's worse. <laughs> like Star Fox Adventures, they're barely even in the R-Wing and it's terrible. But I'm all about Star Fox 64. I never played it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm going to leave it up for consideration. I can't believe I owned N64. I didn't play like half of these yeah. games. What the hell is I doing? It's too busy playing Tony Hawk for N64. <laughs> it's jumbled controls yeah <laughs> and Pokemon Snap Pokemon Snap you gotta play Pokemon Snap okay speaking of Star Wars yeah how about Star Wars Episode 1 Racer how about as it? you called it is that the official title is that the official I believe that is the official title not Pod Racer not Pod as Racer as we've always called it well that's because that's what it is yeah <laughs> So I got this game with my N64. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that pause was for? You were waiting for us to just <laughs> approve, <laughs> just shower you and come. You still have the box too. I still have the box. That's where I keep my system on my storage shelf. So this was this the first N64 game you played? Then I, mean, I assume technically, yeah. Well, it came, no, I mean, I mean, when you had game a I owned, yeah, like Titan A is my first DVD. Um, sweet. Thank you. Super sweet. <laughs> well, I really like this game for the same reason I like like F Zero is that it's spaceships. It's it's like a twist on racing because I'm not I'm not a big racing fan, but I like it if it's a little different. And this for one spaceships and a Star Wars, and because they're pod races, I feel like you're going way way faster. I feel like this game is so fast. I mean, in the movie, only Anakin's the only human that could do it, so we shouldn't even be able to play this game. <laughs> it should be like way, it should be way harder. I just felt like it was really cool that, like, this is probably one of the most memorable scenes from the movie. Not saying much, 
But I mean, like, you got, you, you know, when this game came out, you're like, I don't know, I felt like it was one of the best, like, movie adapted games almost. Just because, like, it felt, it felt like the movie. A lot. It had all the same characters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sequence kind of feels like a video game. Yeah, but, but, you, well, I just felt like it translated so, really well. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It has I mean, a nice the, cinematic quality mm-hmm. to it, and the look, it looks just like the movie. It wasn't just like a cash in. It seems like it seems like it was a genuinely well made game. Nah, nah. I I remember the sense of speed was good, but I like you brought up F Zero. I feel like the N sixty four version of F Zero was better than this. Yeah, but this this is Star Wars. <laughs> the characters are funny. You got like Sebulba, and you got you got shitty Sebulba. guy in the movie who crashed in like five yeah. seconds. You got Sebulba, you got Anakin, Puto. and then you've got... Or I don't know what he said. Like a few background characters and maybe some that were just invented for the game. But they all suck. It's all just about being Sebulba. He's got the best pod. It had sweet Star Wars music in it. It did have Star Wars music. Like I, that, feel like, I feel like me. the reason Sean is not about it is because he actually had it. And pl- probably played it a lot more than... I had it. Had it. I played a lot of Racer... I guess... I don't think it's a bad game. That it can't be that bad because we played it so much. It can't be that bad. I just, I'm like, what did it do better than F Zero? I can't. I guess I just think like, it looked better. Again, personally. I don't like racing games, so. But you like this just because it's Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, but I still don't like it that much. But I'll play it because it's Star Wars. <laughs> You know, the same reason, like, I'll play Mario Kart, because it's, you know, because it's different. I just find it graphically more appearing than, uh, 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 appealing than, like, F-Zero. Because I think, I think it, I mean, they're not great, but I think it does have a slightly cinematic quality sure. to it. Yeah, it's got a look. I just think, probably gameplay-wise, it's probably not as good as F-Zero, but just, vi- you know, visually and conceptually, because it's Star Wars and everything, that, I feel like that adds so much more to it. I f- what I remember about Episode One Racer is really enjoying playing as Anakin or Sebulba on Tatooine, and then also playing on this dumb ice planet where I was slipping and sliding everywhere, and I just hated it. <laughs> so I think the the true essence of the game is somewhere in between those mm-hmm. two memories. You had to unlock Sebulba, didn't you? I'm sure, you had to yeah. unlock everybody. I never, I never played as Sebulba. I always just well, yeah, he's like one of the last characters you get. I remember I got I'll, all the characters. You probably type cheat codes in. I'm sure that's what I did. I remember like beating that game. I was like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> I mean, it's probably not as good as some of these other ones, so it's probably not going to make. Did it. anyone ever get to play that in the arcade? No, I've seen it in the arcade. I was like, well, "I have this at home." I don't know, maybe. <laughs> you know, like one of those birthdays where you go to GameWorks. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. I, I might have done that once. God. And you could sit in there and yeah. go, really, this is pod racing. I really think and we should go be. to GameWorks and see what that is like now. If it's as adults, <laughs> as men, <laughs> coming with beers. I wonder if they got some of the same games there. <laughs> if Lost they, World. If they don't still have Virtual <laughs> On, I'm pissed. They got a Virtual On. It's the best. I'm, I'm trying to play that shooting game where you hold fire hoses. Yeah. That. <laughs> and they're pretty that. heavy, too. It's like, I'm just tired. I just don't want to keep playing. <laughs> You gotta save lives. You gotta save lives. All right, moving on. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, okay. so, episode one, racer. Let's assume mediocre game, solid game, but with the essence of Star Wars peppered on top of that. Is that enough for it to be on the list? Probably not. Yeah, we're running into just, it. Just a note: looking at 
um, the original N64 T3 you did back in 2008. Uh, Pod Racer actually did make your top ten uh-huh. at number nine. Number nine. Yeah. What what was behind it? <laughs> Perfect Dark. Whoa! <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I probably wrote that post in like five minutes. Probably. That's how I did T3s back then. Yeah. I probably probably the setup. Still, to that I feel is like, like ever... I only have three minutes to write this because midnight's coming. That was the thing back in those days. We had to write a post every day. You're super diligent about that. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't care about that list at all. Okay. <laughs> I was a different man back then. I guess. The whole... Well, was four so years let's move ago. on to another Star Wars game, right? All right. This is my favorite Star Wars game of the N64 era, Rogue Squadron. Didn't even make that list. Didn't even make that list? No. <laughs> Your favorite, you I say? probably forgot about it. Even more so than Battle for Naboo. Remember that game? That no. was on N64? I thought that was on PS2. I'm pretty sure that was on the 64. Holy shit. Well, there was Starfighter. That was for PS2. That game was sweet. Cause it Battle was... for Naboo. You're just on 64. Naboo and you're in one of those stupid yellow shirts. <laughs> I don't know if it's good. I don't even know if you leave Naboo. I'm pretty sure it's all on Naboo. That sucks. I think it's supposed to be okay. Rogue Squadron doesn't fuck with any of that prequel shit. It is all new Star or old Star Wars. Uh, it's weird because it's prequel. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. thrown off my vocabulary. This is a game in which you play as Han Solo. That's a rare treat. Like in the Millennium Falcon? Like Millennium you can take Falcon. the Millennium Falcon I feel like the Millennium Falcon out. is way too big for a ship yeah. game. It is. It always kind of <laughs> sucked. It's badass. <laughs> you know what else you can fly as is a Corvette. Why was that in the game? <laughs> it's like, like a, a car? Yeah. Like Spaceballs? You had to put a cheat code in to get it. It's like, there it is. Corvette. You're just flying a Corvette <laughs> through space? Yeah. Going to war. Star Going War. To war. Star War. Okay. Uh, as someone who just barely got to play X-Wing and TIE Fighter, the classic PC space sim Star Wars games, uh, Rogue Squadron was was my source for that pleasure uh, as a young man. I feel like the thing about those games is, aren't they usually just in space? Yeah. That's the feeling I get. But I, the thing about the, the Rogue Squadron games is you're like going on planets and kind of partaking in these wars going on on the surface, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I never... Especially in in the Rogue Leader, I felt like the space missions were absolutely terrible because the graphics were a little too primitive and TIE Fighters were kind of hard to pick out from the empty void of space. You always had to use your navigating computer. (laughs) That's right. All the time. I felt so bad because I was using... (laughs) The targeting computer. Damn it, Sean. Yeah, he's he's like, use the force. And you're like, I'm, I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> Lives are at stake here. Good times playing that one. Uh, we, we have video of us playing that. So we do. Not yeah. online. I thought that was GameCube. Rogue that League one is. League it's League League like a sequel. sequel That's the one I know. I, don't, I never played the N64 one, so I don't really know how it, uh, it didn't have. It didn't have multiplayer, I don't think. I think it was just yeah. a single-player experience. I played it a few times, but it's just... It's, it's a lot like Rogue Leader, though. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, all the memorable Star Wars space battles that I'd always wanted to play through, and and then finally I got to. And uh, there were certain things the N64 controller was good at, like 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 you said, Matthew. It's it was the trigger was nice for shooting, and uh, something about you know like having a joystick because but before that it was just D pads, but having a, a like a joystick on the controller and a trigger. You know, you can kind of put it between your lap and, like, imagine, oh, yeah, this is just what it's like flying an X-Wing. 
<laughs> Even though the the first person view is terrible, don't don't do that in first person. That's a bad way to play. I'd like to see someone be really good at playing that game in first person because damn, he's out there. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm just saying. I bet I bet he's out there. But do you need it on the list? I wouldn't mind it being on the list. I, I mean, it kind of fills the same niche as Star Fox, but not as good a game. But with Again, but with the essence of Star Wars peppered <laughs> on top. So no. So no, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to be on the list. So just straight up take it out of consideration. Well, I don't know. Is Racer still in consideration? I'm pretty sure yeah. that's going to be off. It will get no, cut. not anymore. Someone just <laughs> I just up, took it off. You delete it. That's not how we... Whatever. <laughs> I can just control Z that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't have to be on the list. Boom! Well, I can see this, but... There's some crazy computer stuff going on on this spreadsheet. So Rogue Squadron doesn't need to be on the list. I guess not. Does Pod Racer need to be on the list? Really? If, if Rogue Squadron's not on the list, Pod Racer should be on the list. That means no Star Wars games are getting on this Stop list. Stop deleting. Okay. Because there is one more Star Wars game to talk about, and that's Shadows of the Empire, which you could think was the first Star Wars game, I think, on the console. And you could think of it kind of as the impetus for uh, Rogue Squadron, because it did have the the space segments that... I mean, they're pretty similar to what you get in in, in Rogue Squadron, the, the flying segments in Shadows of the Empire. But what Shadows of the Empire also is is a first person shooter that introduces to the Star Wars third canon. Is third person? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, anyway, what it does is introduce to the Star Wars canon the greatest extended universe character, Dash Rednar. Oh yeah. Bad motherfucker. <laughs> Got a jetpack. Crikey. I only play this at Remy's house. Yeah, I only play this at Remy's house. I only play this at Remy's house. I don't think I even got to play it at Remy's house. <laughs> I think I just watched him play it. <laughs> I remember, yeah, like, I got to the Boba Fett fight, and he's like, I gotta do this. You don't have the skills. <laughs> 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 I have only gotten to the second level. I just remember being all about Wampus. it, because it was one of the first Star Wars games that, like, you played as a person, and you walked around, and you shot a laser gun, and you know what I mean? Like every Star Wars game. What are you talking about? For 64? 3D? Well, it was the first Star Wars game on 64. What other games do you run around and shoot people? I mean... Like the Super Star Wars games. But this isn't 3D. No, but yeah, but that's what Dark I mean. Dark Forces games. Well, no one had Dark Forces. Yeah, no one. I always saw that. I was like, mm, not going to play I love this. those games. But, uh, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, wildly... It was the first was the big first one, one, I feel yeah. like. Like that reached a wider audience aside yeah. from just at least that reached me. Nerds. The first, what is it? Like the first game, like three D shooter game that was Star Wars, where you actually play it as a person. Okay, sure. I'm on board. All right, but none of us owned it and us played it that much. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't, I don't think it hold up either. I was watching some clips on YouTube. It looks like shit. Okay. <laughs> Let's just. Why did they have that live action actor for Dash Rendar? Was he just a model? You mean on the Wikipedia? Yeah, on, on Wikipedia. That was for the action figure. Oh, for the action figure. Yeah, that had nothing to do with the game. <laughs> I thought you meant there was a live action like cutscene. Well, that was that was the great thing of, about Shadows of the Empire was it, it was a media onslaught. It wasn't just a game. It was like a book and a bunch of action figures and the game. They're like this. This is the future of Star Wars. Dash Rendar, and then a few years later, it got Phantom Menace. Anyway, how about Super Mario sixty four? Uh... Maybe a game that doesn't hold up as well 
as some on this list, but I just can't imagine this list without it uh, because Super Mario 64 figured out 3D. It's just that simple. They invented the way 3D games, especially 3D platformers, were played. It's awesome. You like jumping in paintings? Oh, yeah. I, li- I like... I always set it up so I... I, um... Get backwards and I jump, do a backflip into the paintings. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, uh... I, I beat this on DS a few years ago. That was By all beat, about it. You got 120 stars or you finished the story? Finished the story. Alright. That's as far as I ever got either. Two. I feel like I got pretty close to all the stars. 120 is a big number. Yeah, I never played much of this one. Really? I think because it's one player. It is one player. And maybe because it came out so early on in the N64 life cycle. Yeah, I think that's the reason I didn't play it, even though I had an N64, so I got mine a little later. So yeah. so you could play like a Banjo-Kazooie or Conker's Bad Fur Day or Donkey Kong 64. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you play any platformers? Uh, not that I can recall. Played Zelda, Pokemon Why did Snap, you have an N64? All-Star Baseball 2001. <laughs> Derek Jeter. I thought that was PS2. Two, that's 2004. Oh. <laughs> that's the better one, though, because it's got Derek Jeter's voice. Here's a tip. <laughs> you have to turn that off before every single game. But, uh, yeah, I, I never played Super Mario 64. It's one of my many regrets with the N64. I mean, you just got to go back to... I guess Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, would be the last Mario game before this. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, the Mario game is a well-oiled machine. It's you know, very precise jumping controls, you know, platforms, 2D. How the hell are they going to go and, and turn that into a 3D game? And they did that by basically writing the book on how characters should move and feel and how cameras should work in 3D games. And sure... A lot of games have done a lot better than Super Mario 64 since then. And it doesn't it doesn't feel good to play now like it did back then. Uh, but it, it's just a landmark game. Were the cameras good in that game? Because I remember in Zelda they were pretty bad. Well, in Zelda you could solve all the problems by locking onto things. Mm-hmm. In Mario you kind of had to pivot around yourself. And so you, you would run into issues like the camera getting stuck in walls and <laughs> taking weird angles. Just things that were never an issue in 2D games. Yeah. Uh, but I was all about punching with Mario. I thought that was the coolest thing. Like you could run up and punch someone. You didn't. It wasn't just standard jumping on people. Yeah, and that's you could take that as kind of a sign that 3D isn't better than 2D because no one ever like really complains that Mario is. You know, if you have a power up, you can get hit twice. If you don't have a power up, you can get hit once, and and you're dead. But when they go 3D, you got to be able to take a few hits because shit's just not going to be as precise when you have a third dimension to deal with when you're aiming yourself. Um, but yeah, that's that's a fun tweak to the character, being able to punch stuff. Of course, you can still jump uh, and ground pound. I, that was new. And backflip, like you said. Uh, power-ups. They kind of... get the sweet wing hat. Yeah, they kind of went in the other direction, didn't they? Like, they were getting crazier and crazier... In the, in the 2D games, and I feel like this is pretty restrained. 
Another thing I remember about Super Mario 64 is the title screen where you can just drag Mario's face around to make him look really dumb. Ha! Oh, and this is what gave us Mario's voice, too. Where would we be without that? That guy's name. We wouldn't have this awesome podcast intro today. Yeah. I feel like I almost said Charles Martinet or something. Yeah, that sounds right. All right, well. Boom, nailed it. (laughs) How about Super Smash Brothers? The thing about Super Smash Brothers was it came out of nowhere. You're like, what the fuck? Where'd this come from? <laughs> There's no other games like that before it. Like fighting, it reinvented the. Well, it it it's its own fighting game that only exists within its own franchise. There isn't really other games like that where you're on a stage. At least I it, maybe at the time I don't know. Uh, but there's a stage and you not hit people off, and that's so much more fun than just knocking someone out. I mean, to me, draining their health bar. Draining their health. I mean, maybe it's cool in Mortal Kombat. You rip out someone's skeleton. But, but it, it just feels right for these Nintendo characters who all of them you're used to seeing move around on a 2D plane. It's like, this is the right way for them to fight. This mm-hmm. makes sense. And it was just such a crazy idea at the time. They're like, oh my god, Kirby and Mario can all be All your favorite characters thing. together, and they're going to be kicking each other's ass. <laughs> N64, I feel like, was the real rise of the Mario sports games. Uh, yeah, Mario Golf was good. Mario Tennis was good. There were probably other ones. They weren't as good. Um, but they were always like Mario characters, and then Donkey Kong always gets a pass because if it wasn't for Donkey Kong, we wouldn't have Mario anyway. But now it's like Star Fox is fighting Link. Captain Falcon's here. Who's Captain Falcon? Wait a minute. Metroid's name is actually Samus, and it's a girl? <laughs> well, we didn't know because there hadn't been a Metroid game in like five years. Yeah, we were too young. For we were the two NES years old games. back then. But I'm. Who plays a game like that on Game Boy? Metroid 2. Come on. Who's your character? I feel like you played as Pikachu, Sean, back in the day. I feel like that was my guy. I feel like Link was also up there for me. I was Fox. Star Fox. Ah, so, so many memories. So fast. Yeah. I How just, many characters were there? Not that many. Eight, maybe 12. Then you had to unlock Ness and Luigi. Was it just those two? I feel like it might have been Captain Falcon, too. Yeah, Captain Falcon was probably one Captain Falcon you had to unlock. There's probably one more. more. Dr. Mario? No, that was uh, Mm. Melee. But you get Pikachu, Fox, Jigglypuff. Yeah, yeah. you had to unlock him. Boom. Jiggles. Got it. I still just remember that night at Matt Hanley's house. Remember that? The first time we'd ever played it. And that was just all we did. That was it. Must have been for like six hours. And there were more straight. than four of us there, and we were like, "This is it. This is, this what is we're all doing. we're doing for the rest of the night." It just was the funnest thing ever. I don't know why. <laughs> it just blew our minds. Because we were never into fighting games. Yeah. Well, we liked the Tekkens, I think. Yeah, and I guess it's also because it was four player. Mm-hmm. Tekken was like, "All right, well, just you're here, so this is fine." But <laughs> if anyone else comes over. I'm sorry. You're going to have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that's it. It's four player, and that hitting people off the stage is so satisfying. And they're the characters you love. In a really appealing, you know, graphic kind of style. Like, it doesn't. You you play that game now, and it'll look kind of crappy, but it'll still. I think it'll still be appealing because it's bright and colorful. And I feel like the reason I wasn't about it was because I was too fixated on getting them off the stage so I was always taking people and throwing them 
Instead I didn't, of just hitting them? Yeah, instead of just hitting them. So that's why I was so bad at it. Like, I would, I would play as Fox, and I'd shoot my gun, and I'd try to throw you off the stage, but it never worked. And I was like, God, this is the dumbest game I've ever played. And I remember when I actually got into it, like, maybe it was the Wii one, but I think it was the... The GameCube The GameCube one. one. When I actually got into it. But, like, you guys had played it so much that you were, like, done with it for, like, a while. That made me so sad. Uh, like, we got really into the GameCube one, and then we got out of it, and then we got back into it when the, the Wii one later, was coming yeah. out. And then I bought the Wii one, and it was like, nah, I'm done with Smash Brothers. It was <laughs> really hard transitioning between Smash Brothers, because you're so in love with the previous one, they're like... I'm going to have to let go of that now pretty much forever to yeah. try to play this new No one. Mewtwo in this I remember one. me and Colin would just play the GameCube one, like, just me and him just for hours on end. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I just wasn't ready for the new one because I'd played the last one so many times. It's weird because you don't think the, or at least I don't think the formula to this game is that hard to replicate. And I'm not sure that it being Nintendo characters adds so much that there sh- shouldn't be imitators but there aren't there's what the Power Stone series I can't even think of anything else that tries to do Smash Bros. Game, uh, gameplay I mean obviously the, the PlayStation All-Stars game is coming out but it's doing things a little bit differently there's just I guess there's just something magical about Super Smash Bros. that no one else can figure out hell of a game so happy together Oh yeah, those commercials where they play that song. I, I feel like that. I didn't know anything about the game, and then I saw that commercial, and it was like out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's just out. I didn't hear anything about. I think leading there up would to be it. hype for a game containing all of Nintendo's most famous characters. I, s- I swear they must. Have, they like, snuck it out. I guess I don't know. Maybe they thought it was a hard sell or something. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> Right, here's a quick one. Uh, at GameWorks, they had this game called Wave Race in arcades, and I played it, and it was awesome. I was playing it with my dad and two other people. They actually had four of the arcade machines there, all linked up. Just two other random people. Yeah, and uh, and this was an arcade machine where he was actually like, the controller was a giant jet ski oh, yeah. with like working throttles, and he sat on it and, and tilted around. And it had a button on there that said, like, emergency. And I was in fourth place, so I hit the emergency button, and the game said, emergency, emergency. Everyone get off. Game is over. <laughs> so is, if it's a real emergency, like, it's yeah, not within the game. I, I think it was supposed to be, like, if you, like, turned bad and, like, crushed your foot with the jet ski or something. <laughs> So what did the other guys like? They're like, fuck this little kid. No one knew. No one knew. And, no, la- dude, and later you. I told my dad, my dad was like, oh, that was you. No. Uh, did you think it was like a boost button? Yeah, because it's a big red flashing button that said emergency. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm losing. I'm in fourth place. This is emergency. You know, like Men in Black. You hit the big red button and boosts you forward. But uh, I was Emergency. Does that pop up on everybody's screen? Yeah. Isn't that, no one can play. No one can play. I ruined the game for place. the four of us. <laughs> I do that every time if I was losing. Emerge. This is fucking emergency. <laughs> anyway, because of that, I felt short changed, and I always wanted more Wave Race. And uh, it turned out the same game came out on Nintendo sixty four as uh, as Wave Race sixty four, and it was I don't know one of the better racers on the console. Um, this was like a launch title, wasn't it? I think so. It was around there, and it looked like the water was like gorgeous. Like, oh my god, how could water look this good? 
Did the N sixty four did the N sixty four version have the emergency button? No, I like don't... you, you press it and then like someone comes over from like Nintendo or like a representative. It's like the help I fall and I can't get up. <laughs> but with your wave range. Sorry, did you just take it away from it's me? It's a super advanced console with internet access. <laughs> N64. You have to dial it up <laughs> to your phone like <laughs> But yeah, I, I know uh, you don't really like racing games, Matt, and I don't know if you guys ever even played Wave Race with me. Uh, I don't so. once or twice. <laughs> I don't have any distinct memories of playing. I have fond memories of Wave Race 64. I bought another Wave Race, I think, on GameCube. It was not good for me. It did not work out. But the 64 version, positive association. Didn't GameCube launch with a some sort of water sport game, too? I think so, yeah. What was that? That was more like those water bikes, though, right? That's what I'm looking know. for. Yeah, jet ski? Jet ski? That's maybe? what these are. Right? That's what This is jet skis? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then it says like the same thing, but... Yeah, maybe that was the wave race game. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't treat me as well. Well, that water looks so good. Looks better than reality. Yeah, Wave Race 64. Probably not on the list. Oh, it was a sequel to Wave Race. The GameCube thing. So, last game. Yoshi's Story. John, you're the expert. Boom. This game kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks good visually. About it's this. colorful. <laughs> it's too damn easy. You could be... We watched a, a video, of a, well, part of a video of a guy on the internet being like 15 minutes. All, you collect fruit. That is your only objective. <laughs> well, it's literally Yoshi's Island, but for like babies. For babies. Like I got this game, I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Wait, am, is it, I'm, am I the intended audience? Is this for like preschool and up or something?" Because it's so easy. Preschool and down. Preschool <laughs> and down. <laughs> Babies. Fresh, just get out of the mood. Fresh like, out the. Hurry, get this kid an N64. <laughs> he's got to play. You got to start developing. You know, he's got to be able to recognize shapes and colors. <laughs> uh, it looks really nice. The levels look nice. The music's really good. But the gameplay is just not innovative at all. There's nothing clever about how this game is played. So it's kind of disappointing, actually. I'm surprised it was put on this list, but it's always kind of fun to remember the many times I've beaten it. All right. Sorry, Yoshi's story. <laughs> I've got a question. Why isn't Blitz on this list? Did we just forget it? Or I put it on here, and then Sean put up this big message that said that it wasn't N64 exclusive. If you think, I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything that make would make that the definitive version of the game. But I guess we're not going to talk about it because we're not going to do like best games of the late '90s to early 2000s. So if you want that on the list, go for it. I just feel like I associate this game 100% with N64, just because that's the only way I played it. I just felt like that was another huge N64 like birthday party game. We well, like, well, I, I put N64 2001 because I mean that was you could be on the same team and it was four player. And I'm yeah. not sure if you could be on this. I'm not sure how that worked in the first one. I feel like there's a big change in the multiplayer, but you couldn't play it four player on a PlayStation, could you? Or at least if you could, nobody could like mm. nobody had well, the nobody thing. Had the so I'd say this is the definitive version is yeah. the N64 well, one. I had it for PlayStation. I think, I think Blitz aficionados would say the arcade version is the definitive version. Well, well, they get, you know, you know. Well, all arcades, you know, they're all dead <laughs> now. Fatty. Arcades, so. but, but I, I just, yeah. I just remember 
we were at uh, Sean Douchebag. He's a famous archaeologist. Famous uh, male stripper. Male stripper slash archaeologist. <laughs> we were at Indiana his Jones. birthday party, and we would just play this game a ton. And I remember John had like 500 interceptions in one game. Well, that's because I feel like we played in teams, and Sean was my partner. And me Always. Always. Well, always. We, we had set teams. <laughs> me and Sean. Whose team was I on? I don't know. <laughs> You maybe yeah, I just watched. Yeah, I, you were with somebody. I just don't remember who it was. But me and Sean were always on the same team. We always played as the Green Bay Packers, and I would always go for interceptions, and Sean would blitz on every play, and it was it worked perfectly. I remember at that party, it came down like the final match was you and me versus Sean Douchebag and Sean Murphy, the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> and they were always Dallas Cowboys. Fuck them. I I, I don't know great. if we won. I feel like we might have because I. I would rush them so they would only have one guy to pass it to, and Sean would just be like right there. It's like hop up, got it. Well, it's great about playing that game of four players. The person that you pass it to like kind of lights up, yeah. so you're like oh he's gonna, well, I just gotta jump up in front of him and catch it, and then turn over, and the whole thing turns around. And we just do that, and then we utilize deep spank, which is the <laughs> ultimate play, and we we'd win games. It's funny that's my favorite football game because it's so. I don't know, I guess inaccurate <laughs> in terms of well, being I mean, the, realistic football It's almost game. just as fun to, you know, after the play is dead, for all your defensive guys to just jump There's on the guys. all late hits. Yes. <laughs> and then when you're, like, on fire, you're literally on fire, and you're running down the field. I always thought this was made by the same people that made uh, uh, NBA Jam, but it's not. Although, just like NBA Jam, they tried to reboot it by putting out it on, like, Xbox Live Arcade and PSN. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people really liked it because it, they got the NFL license for it, and they totally like the NFL's like, no, well, there can't be any late hits, <laughs> <laughs> can't be any gratuitous violence, because you know NBA, the yeah. NFL's been cracking down yeah. on that and everything. The no fun league, guys sucks. What about Blitz the League? Wasn't that that wasn't affiliated Blitz, with the NFL? Right? Blitz the League, they're they're like, we'll make up our own league and have like really really gratuitous violence. <laughs> At the cost of like making a fun game, we'll just focus on like making it so you tackle someone, and then like his thumb is stuck in your helmet, and so you like break his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> like that'll be our game. People will love that. <laughs> so are, are we gonna maybe need... put it on the list? I'd, yeah, I'm, I'd be all right with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it doesn't I, need. I feel to be bad me. because I just we, wanted to talk about it. We t- we took uh, zombies ate my neighbors off the list of the Super Nintendo games because it was identical to the Genesis version. Mm-hmm. And I feel like NFL Blitz 2001 probably is not that different from the arcade and maybe PS1 version. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I I don't really care about that. I, I mean, I just associate this game with playing it at birthday parties on an N64. Like, for us. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. I mean, none of us ever played it on any other thing, you know? I did. Well, PlayStation. Home. Yeah, but not, you know, it sucks. But it couldn't be four-player, right? That was yeah. the thing. No. It was probably, aside from that, pretty similar. Yeah, I yeah, guess. It was the exact I guess, same game. <laughs> I guess I do want this on the list, because if we ever do a PlayStation list, I want to be able to talk about Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Yeah. And, I don't know. Like, those are, yeah, like, those are PlayStation games. Oh, well, Game Boy. Some Definitive was, Tony Hawk on Game Boy. Dude, Game Boy Advance <laughs> Tony Hawk 2 is all right. But, uh. Pretty good. I think, I, think, the same game. I think people will say no. the best version of the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is the Dreamcast version. Or maybe the Xbox yeah, version. Yeah, but that's just, like, because it came out later and it had sweet graphics. But, like, no one 
by that time, you know, that was only like I felt like a few months before Tony Hawk Three came out. Probably everyone had moved on. Yeah, everyone already knew it was an awesome game by the time it came out on Dreamcast. So I'm fine with Blitz 2001 being on the list, but we have 13 games now in contention. Do we want to put NFL Blitz on a tie with something just so we can put more on? No. How do you guys? You guys don't like ties. We can do this. We've done it before. Um, Majora's Mask. No one else here has any memories of it at all. Not really. I watched Mike play it once. <laughs> and uh, Ocarina of Time's on the list, so let's let's leave Majora's Mask. I love how like so many of these N64 games are associated with like our other friends, friends that we haven't like seen or talked to in <laughs> so many years. Reunion. N64 reunion. Uh, that wouldn't be awkward. So you're, very you're taking Super Mario 64 off the list? Did I do that? That's... No one did that. Oh, whoops. Maybe you thought it was Superman 64 and you got confused. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Is that the worst game? John, you played the most. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> so stoked that I, I got past the really hard part, which is the beginning of the game. But then the glitches became so overwhelming that it became unplayable. Which really made me sad because there's nothing I could do. I was stuck. You can't. I don't. Even know, I don't think you can save in that game. Maybe of you can. Not. Why would you be able to? Save? Ugh, it was just so frustrating. Yeah. Sucked. Um. Looking at these, I guess Kirby. I never played it. Colin played it. He liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. Or maybe Mario Kart. Yeah. Because we did talk a lot about how it's not innovative enough. And yeah. pales in comparison to other Mario Kart games. I guess I can live with Mario Kart not being on the list. Hmm. Uh, I feel you, bad about is that. Is that you disagreeing? No, I'm just going, hmm. <laughs> or, no, I guess I was, I was sad for it, but it has to be done. Okay. Because I can't think of anything else. I guess I could say maybe Kirby 64. Um, sure you don't want to do a tie somewhere? Just because we can have NFL Blitz in there. like. Because yeah, even though it may, may not deserve it. we need to have NFL Blitz on it. I'm fine if it gets tied with something for 10. Yeah, I mean. I'm just I, trying I, to get it on the I don't list, need but I understand NFL. why it shouldn't be on the list. I don't need Blitz either. I just, I thought it should be mentioned. All right, we can, we can take Blitz off. Honorable right. mention. Honorable 11. Sure. Okay. Um, well, I guess we got to weed out the ones that you guys didn't play early on. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like Kirby's definitely pretty low down on the list. Yeah, I think that would be a good number 10. And then probably Perfect Dark. Or Donkey Kong. Those I are, would those say, are really I, good games. Yeah, I would say Star Fox yeah, next, Star actually. Fox. Oh, yeah, because you guys never did the single player. You never did the good part. Yeah. Because I've played quite a bit of Perfect Dark. I've played a lot of Perfect Dark, actually. Played maybe all of Perfect maybe. Dark. Maybe. <laughs> and quite a bit of Donkey Kong 64. God, Donkey Kong 64 kicks ass. Uh, might be next. Um, what about uh, Mario Party? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That and number eight. 
There's probably not as much love for Pokemon Snap as from me and Sean, so that'll no, probably come in next. I'm not that big on Pokemon Snap. I'm pretty Snap. glad it's on the mm. list now. It's pretty sweet. I know what? it's hard. It's so good. You so. really want it that high, Sean? Oh, uh, what else is on the list? Uh, yeah, okay. Pokemon Snap can be, what's that, seven? At least yes. we can admit it's the greatest <laughs> photography game Probably ever. Yeah, there's, no, there's no competition. <laughs> no competition, baby. What, Dead Rising? Hell no. Until they come out with some sort of celebrity paparazzi game. <laughs> so I think next it's probably got to be Donkey Kong 64 Perfect Dark, since those yeah, are the it's, ones it's, that... I think it's one of those two. Two of us haven't played very much. Um, I think I like Perfect Dark more than Donkey Kong. I think I do, too. The thing is... I like Perfect Dark because it's basically just Goldeneye, but just a tiny bit better. Yeah. And Donkey Kong is more, more of its own thing. Yeah. Okay. I could put Donkey Kong higher. That's what I would do. All right. Let's do it. I mean, came in an expansion pack. It upgraded my console. How many games can you say you <laughs> bought it and it upgraded your console? Could you Could you use the expansion pack for other games? Yeah, or oh, you didn't take it out. You put it in there. It was in there. I feel like it was really hard to take it out. <laughs> like it was totally jammed in there. Yeah, you, you like, had to get like a screwdriver or something to like <laughs> rip it out. Yeah, it's, it's so weird because it had a slot. You know, it opens up. It was just like you know, like a battery cover. It just you know, snaps open. There it is. You stick it in, but then it is in. <laughs> you've committed. You've upgraded your console. It's like, but, but you can play other games with it, like in. Well, that's in there. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it just makes you comfortable. It's not like better. the Sonic and, and Knuckles cartridge. You try to put it in other games, and it's like, no. Nope. Well, it's kind of hard to explain if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about. a different kind of thing entirely. But. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to grasp this expansion pack because I've never heard of this. It doesn't really? go with the game. It just puts, you put it in the console. Okay. Yeah. Like, you could buy them separately. It wasn't like a Donkey Kong exclusive thing, but... You needed it. Okay, so... We have three landmark games left on this list, and then one game we all really, really, really love. What do you guys? <laughs> I, I let me just uh, you know go around put, put my put my toe in the water. Where do you guys thinking on on this? I'd go. I would go Mario. Are you going from four to one or one yeah, to four? Four to one, Mario. Zelda, Smash Brothers, Goldeneye. I would go uh, Mario, Goldeneye, Zelda, Smash Brothers. Uh, I would go Mario, Smash Brothers, <laughs> Zelda, Goldeneye. And of course, I would go probably Goldeneye, Goldeneye Zelda, Mario, Smash Brothers. I just feel I can't be convinced that Goldeneye is better than Zelda. I feel like uh, some people may have that arrangement. Yeah, what we just did was confusing. That's a pretty good <laughs> argument because it probably is a much better game. I'm just saying I have a more of a personal attachment to Goldeneye, which all kind of stems from the fact that I didn't have an N64, so I couldn't spend as much time exactly. with a one-player game like Ocarina of Time. Same. Mm-hmm. But the the time that I did spend with it was pretty impressive. It's. I don't really care that much either way. I, I could go. It's. With... It's. Like I said, Zelda: Ocarina of Time. It's like a huge, important step in the artistic development of the medium. 
And GoldenEye is a huge kind of keystone moment for a genre becoming something... I mean, if it wasn't for GoldenEye, we wouldn't have Call of Duty today, which is the... I mean, every year Call of Duty is the biggest game of all time. They sell so much. I'd be fine with GoldenEye, Zelda, the 2-1. Wait, the 2-1? Because I'm thinking Smash Bros. is my favorite. I've had that at my uh, 1. Yeah, I think... I think Smash Brothers and Mario are, are one and two. Well, I haven't played Mario. And, I don't know, I just feel like I'm not that attached to the 64 Smash Brothers. I'm like, I'm, that's Yeah, that's because you're all thing. pissed off. <laughs> but I just... Well, I, I just, feel that way, too. I, like, I just when we're talking... To play six, the, yeah. the well, other it's tough ones. when they make sequels, but if... if but that, I'm, I'm just saying, like, 64, I... Like... Back then, I was more about Goldeneye than I was Smash Brothers. I think if you're talking about these four games and how important they are historically, Smash Brothers is significantly less important than the other three. Okay. So if we were just going to rank it by that, I would say Smash Brothers should be number four. But, because I remember enjoying it so much. Like, just... uh, it's a genuine obsession with Super Smash Brothers, and there's something magical about that game that I don't think any other game has captured. And because of that, I could also put it at number one. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I out of all these, first of all, I have not played Super Mario 64. I'm just putting out there, so I don't like. Well, that's gonna. Is be it really better than like Zelda in terms of? Well, we third, all agree third, that's gonna be number four, right? Okay, so we can we put it that at four? four? Yeah, I, I haven't played <laughs> I mean, it. The thing about I mean, Super- three of us said four. So the thing about Super Mario sixty four that gets a huge bump for me is, like, it's something you could just take for granted now. But Nintendo figured out how to make three D games. Yeah, work. you know why? It's because it's their job. It's not like I just don't feel like it's that big a deal that they figured it out. It's because like if they didn't figure it out, then it, Nintendo wouldn't exist anymore. You know, like. Well, how, how could they not figure it out? No one else did. That's because they're Nintendo. They're like the biggest video game. I mean, they were the first to to do it. They couldn't. <laughs> this doesn't make it like. How could they not figure it out? I, don't, I guess I don't. Understand. It's their job to figure it out. Sure, and, and it was you know Einstein's job to figure out the physics that gave us the nuclear bomb. That doesn't make it not an incredible accomplishment. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it's not an incredible accomplishment. I'm just... That is a really unfair... (laughs) Super Mario 64 (laughs) is not as landmark as the work of Einstein. I gotta get that out there. You know what? It can be number four. I feel like we're getting getting too far from where this list is. I'm fine with that. Where it's gotta be like, we gotta come to a group consensus, not like what other people think. We have to try to ignore that as hard as it may be, or as hard, you know, maybe this game is really influential, but we just gotta judge it from what we know. Well, the thing from is, our own experience, we all had very different. That's true. That's of the really the hard list part. Was, so I guess so, you have to use some of that stuff to try to like yeah. explain your point. <laughs> so let's say Super Mario sixty four is four because okay. sixty four four. What a what a coincidence! <laughs> Holy cow! Okay, uh, but Donkey the, Kong sixty four is five. Well, you're right. <laughs> You know, 64 and 4, that could have happened with many different games. It's not that yeah, impressive. it's not the only 64 on the list. And Kirby's 64. But it's the last 64 on the list. All right. Okay. 
<laughs> Goldeneye, Zelda, Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, Goldeneye, Zelda. I mean, I could I could get behind that, I guess. Wait, what did you say? Oh, yeah, wait, Smash, Smash Brothers, Goldeneye, Zelda. Yeah, uh, actually, that's me. No, no, no. If I, I have to think about it, though, I definitely that's like Smash me. Brothers I, better I, than Goldeneye. And you haven't that. even played Zelda. I played like fifteen minutes of it. Well, but that's <laughs> you my played up to the first boss. That's my <laughs> compromise. Though. I'm putting Zelda one for you guys and putting Goldeneye two for you know. That's my compromise. I could do that compromise too. Oh, man. I'm fine with that. It's tough to be to think of a world where Smash Brothers, you know, compared to Goldeneye, and Goldeneye wins. I know it's the more popular game. Maybe. I just like I had much like one bajillion times more fun playing Goldeneye as a kid. Yeah, but you explained you didn't even get it. Yeah, but if you're playing it I, the right way. Yeah, but I didn't, so I'm just saying you can't change the way I had fun. <laughs> I know, but it's I know it's ago. tough because I w- I never had like a lot of fun playing Goldeneye because yeah. I was never good at it. So I guess I have a. I don't think experience. I was ever good at it either. I felt like Mike could just dominate everyone. Okay, I feel like when I think of the N64, what I think of is four dumb controllers plugged into a console and me and three dudes sitting in front of a TV playing it. And GoldenEye and Smash Brothers were far and away the ones that took up the most of that multiplayer time. And I think for that reason, because that is what the N64 means to me, Zelda should probably be number three because it's a single-player game that was me sitting alone on the couch. Well, if you put it like that, that makes me think that GoldenEye should be number one because it has the combination of being a great multiplayer game and a groundbreaking game. But I don't think you guys want GoldenEye at number one. I would be fine with GoldenEye. (laughs) Remember, a little while ago I was arguing for Smash Bros. to be four. Yeah. Because, yeah, and I do think that the the four controller, because it was the first console that had four ports Mm -hmm. without you having to, like... Buy an extra buy an thing, extra thing like, that didn't that. have like any games that used it, you know. I don't feel like it holds up as well as the other ones, though. When we were playing it; it's, it's glitchy. It, I mean, there's games that are definitely more. Yeah, but appealing. I don't care. Like playing it now, it doesn't. It doesn't. Take well, yeah, but I could memories. pick up. I could pick up Zelda right now and really and have like a good time. Yeah, like Get really. Get the 3DS version. And be like, like, and it's still. I mean, it looks forward. fine. I mean, and the gameplay. There's so much going on there. Like, I feel like it's still just as good. Is the thing. It's not just like some sort of nostalgia. But then again, that's, like, that's I, my experience. That's Sean's experience. I, I, I kind of feel like all like Goldeneye is so completely outclassed by modern shooters. It's almost like it's a different type of game. You know, it's not. <laughs> I don't even know what we're arguing about. I said we could put Zelda one. I don't care. I'd be okay with that too. For some reason, it just doesn't feel right to me to put Smash Brothers at number one. I don't know why. Okay. okay. So where does Smash Brothers go then? Three. Three? Three, yeah. Okay. Say. And then Goldeneye, and then Zelda. I guess okay. because maybe it isn't its own separate thing because it is this thing with all these other characters, it's hard to take seriously as its own game, I guess. I don't know why. For some it's, reason, like a great, I, it's like an album. It's a greatest hits album. I guess. There's just <laughs> something about me that says that that's not a game that could be a number one on a list. I don't know. Why. Let me ask you this, Colin. What do you like more, Iron Man 1 or The Avengers? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Well, I like Iron Man. But I th- honestly thought you would probably just say Iron Man 1. No, I, I like The Avengers better. Yeah, me too. 
Sweet. Okay, okay, so Smash Brothers is three. Three. All right. GoldenEye 2. GoldenEye 2. I think that's the compromise we could agree on. And then put Ocarina of Time as number one. Yeah, I've, that's fair. That's the Five game. minutes ago, Sean wanted to put it three. Hey. <laughs> that's the game on this list a lot of people would say is the best game ever made, more than any other one. I don't know. It'd probably be one of my favorite games of all time if I'd actually beaten it. But even so, it's like it's definitely up there. It's so oh my god, it's well, so it's beautiful. A pretty special game. Looking back at our uh, at the top ten you did back in two thousand eight, yeah, top four is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> See, I figured this all out and then I forgot. <laughs> Except then I also put episode one racer on my list. <laughs> What else is on there? Is Mario Golf on there? No. It's pretty much the same. Uh, Star Fox is number five. Mario yeah. Party's number six. Yeah. Pokemon Steps, number seven. Donkey Kong's eight. Pod Racer's nine. <laughs> Perfect Dark's ten. Well, that was then, and this is now. Let's read, if you'll give me the list to look at so I can read. Yeah, sure. Our... Top 10 Nintendo 64 games. Number 10, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. Number 9, Star Fox 64. Number 8, Mario Party. Number 7, Pokemon Snap. Number 6, Perfect Dark. Number 5, Donkey Kong 64. Number 4, Super Mario 64. Number 3, Super Smash Brothers. Number 2, GoldenEye 007. And our favorite game of the Nintendo 64 library, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Well, that took a lot longer than I thought it would. But if you want even more, you can head on over to mildlyplease.com or drop us an email at t3 at mildlyplease.com. Oh, God, I'm so tired. I guess I'll see you uh, next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. She's quick and nimble when she needs to be. She can go through the air and climb up a tree.